we're back. Mm. <laughs> and here we are with an all new episode of the three podcast. Above a boom. Did that Welcome work? Welcome to this very special afternoon edition of the Three Dude Podcast. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> Three Dudes Drunk at 3 p.m. It's <laughs> uh, just as well because I'm making chimichangas tonight. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, yeah. Babish did a video on uh, like Deadpool's chimichangas, and I'm like, my wife was like, we got to make those. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't think I saw that. Them. Dude, I'm excited. It's going to be good. We're going to deep, deep fry some burritos. Oh, my God. I got to see just what the end product looks like. Oh, it's incredible. I already oh. got the guacamole and the crema whipped up, so it's just a matter of... Uh, That's really beautiful. the damn thing. Oh, my God. He does the pull apart. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Just <laughs> with cheese and beans. And, mm. I'm not entirely sure that the binging with Babish is not pornography. <laughs> he's really good man he's he just, really good you know the thing is I've tried some of his things and not succeeded and I've tried other things and, and done really well mm. I, think, I think I'm kind of a crapshoot in the kitchen man yeah whatever so yeah. I, everybody is I, you you guys don't know how much baking I have done lately in fact that's probably my why we're fucked so I'll save it <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a fucking disaster which I will tell it's you about been. later it's been. Well, we, we can get right into it if you want. Oh, I, I would remind you, though, because yeah. I forgot to do it last time. Uh-huh. You guys should probably get a pen and a piece of paper to write stuff oh, down. That yeah, is for what we learned. You know what? That's very thoughtful <laughs> of you, Chris. I was about yeah. to learn nothing again. Because we, we went the last two weeks, and I think I was the only one who wrote anything down for the, <laughs> yeah. For yeah. the two. Oh, my God. I'm making yeah. so much noise. Um, yeah, That's so right, because I only remember like halfway through the first one. I'm like, oh, yeah, we should probably be. Oh, yeah. Because I'm on uh, the computer, it, it should ostensibly be easier for me to take notes. So I just all tab and type it out instead of writing it. But one would think, yeah. But the I, thing is, when it's out of mind and then it's behind another tab, uh, it may as well not exist. Right. That's my. Doesn't that's my. Exist. Doesn't exist. Oh, Doesn't man. exist. <sighs> anyway. Um. <laughs> well. Uh, um. <laughs> so anyway i'm hosting this week yeah uh it is it is a slam episode and the topic's a weird one but i think it's going to be one that we'll we'll you know pull something out of our ass for yeah, as we, we usually as do. we often do yeah, yeah. and uh it's gonna be good it's gonna be great we're gonna have a good time uh we're gonna we're gonna cool down forget how fucking hot it is outside <laughs> oh, dude it's so it's not even that okay so what what is the temperature outside right now i have to know it's it's alexa what's the temperature outside <laughs> don't ask the robot 76 okay yeah so yeah it's it's hot enough but like it shouldn't be enough for me to be like drenched in a t-shirt right well it's just that your your blood hasn't uh, warmed back up yet you've been used to the cold for so long that yeah. you know it's just it's this turning point here where like it starts to really be spring and all of a sudden I'm immediately uncomfortable again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a sweaty boy as it is. Oh, I don't need any yeah. help being a sweaty boy. Are you you're a sweaty boy? I'm a sweaty boy. You're sweaty. You're how sweaty are you? In a sweaty world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sweaty. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was out at the store earlier, which goes along with my why we're fucked. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Uh, well, yeah. we're, we're chomping at the bit for why we're fucked. Yeah, we're clearly we're clearly fucked. Let's just get on with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dave, what's uh, why are why are you fucked? Dave? Okay. okay, well, for the last uh, maybe week, I have continually been attempting to figure out how to bake a fucking sandwich loaf. Like, <laughs> good luck. Doesn't seem like it should be that hard. It is not easy. For some reason, it's fucking impossible. So I th- this this started, I want to say, like maybe on like uh, Tuesday or Monday where I I did like a batch of dough. And I, you know, you, of course, you let it do the first rise and then you punch it down, you portion it out into loaves and you roll those up and you set them and you let them do their their second rise. And they didn't. They just smushed out and flattened out. I baked them anyway. They were like freaking they were like hockey pucks. <laughs> you, had, you had bricks. Yeah, bricks. Uh, inedible, <laughs> fucking disgusting brick bread. <laughs> so I decide I'm not going to let this get me down. I immediately put together a second batch of dough. There you go. Do the whole, you know, two-hour process again. Um, it's same thing. Small, inedible little bricks. I do it a third time, and I try to vary it. I'm trying to vary things as I go. So, like little less water you know maybe a little uh a little sugar in the the water with the yeast when it gets started get to, yeah get the yeast working yeah and and in every instance it fails so i skip a day i'm like super depressed about it i give it a, a day the the second day i do it again two separate batches same failure Ugh. i have now is baked you, is your yeast older no, the old. yeast isn't old, and it and it proves out like it it blooms and and uh, bubbles in the starter water. So I know oh. I've got active like like living yeast, but okay. no matter how I do, the thing is okay. At first the dough was too wet. I was at like eighty percent hydration. Like that's like ciabatta. That's too much. I figured sure, that out. Yeah. So I dialed it back. I'm like, okay, we'll do like sixty percent hydration. Same failure. It just it just doesn't rise. So like instead of huh. spreading out like a goopy little little mess, it just doesn't rise at all. So Did then I'm do, like, I'm hmm? sorry. I'm, I'm going to try and help you diagnose this. Did Let's you do use this. In, instant yeast or active, active dry. dry. Okay, you're doing everything right. Well, the other thing is, I'm like, okay, so maybe I'm not developing the gluten structure that I need. This has got to be boring as hell for anyone that doesn't no, give no, a shit no, about no, bread. <laughs> Let's get into this. But like, okay, so you need the right gluten structure, which means you got to do a lot of kneading or you got to have your dough hook go for a while, right? Yeah. So I did. I let the thing, you know, the dough hook go on, you know, like low speed for like 10 solid minutes, which is actually kind of a long time. Yeah. In real time, like you could never need that much without like getting really, really bored. So I let the thing go. It, you know, it, it feels like it's the, the texture is better. It's a little bit more pliable, you know, but th- that's that was the last one I did. It was the same problem. Huh. So now I'm wondering, OK, I've been making it in small batches. It, are the batches too small and the dough actually isn't getting enough play in the bowl and it's not really stretching as much as it should because there's not enough dough like could I be failing by making too small a batch? Hmm. Question. How long are you letting it proof the, the second time? Second time, uh, 30 minutes, uh, sometimes 40 minutes if I wasn't seeing enough activity, which I never did. But like as, mm. I, as I went on, I'm like, okay, maybe if I wait another 10 minutes, maybe if I wait another 10 minutes. Um, it's Did supposed you try to take- it go like another two hours after you know what i mean like the first one the thing is i didn't and maybe maybe i should but like i'm reading recipes where they're like let it rise the second time for half an hour that's right yeah 
and maybe my house is too cold. You know, if it's 71 degrees, maybe that's not warm enough for the yeast to really get going. So I kind of put it in the oven where I had turned the oven on for a few minutes and then turned it off and I let it sit in there. No difference. Huh. I don't know, dude. (laughs) The thing is, I'm trying to diagnose this for you. I I have I've I've had the same luck uh, baking bread. I can get it to rise. okay. Yeah. Like that first rise. My loaves, uh, the second rise too. I've, I've I've never had a problem like getting it to to rise the second time, but my loaves end up very dense usually because I under knead. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm fucked because I am at a war with yeast, and I thought we were friends. <laughs> I, I thought yeast and I were friends after brewing beer all these years, but it turns out that their um their bread yeast cousins are uh, nasty, mean little spiteful fucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that's it. I like seriously. I made like six batches, five, no five batches of dough in a week, and none of them worked. None I threw so worked. much bread away. Uh, don't give up. All right. Just keep, you gotta keep, you gotta keep, you know, fucking that pig until until it squeals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the expression. I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's it. I'm fucked. I I seriously, like, I I can't get over it. Um, (laughs) I just, it's, it's like, it gets to what the, like, the stuff like this bothers me deeply, and it gets to a place where I'm just like, maybe I'm cursed. Maybe God doesn't like me. Ah, <laughs> like, uh, that's, that's not true. There is no God, buddy. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I feel better already. <laughs> anyway, why are you uh, fucked, Chris? Listen to this podcast. That's right. You're damn right he would. That's right. The God's favorite <laughs> this is, podcast. This God's, is God's, God's chosen God's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we are the John chosen cast, cast uh, set to uh, rule the world of podcasts. <laughs> ah, weird. <laughs> anyway, uh, Chris, um, what? Uh, why are you fucked? Uh, we're, I'm fucked because everybody is panic buying everything, and you can't find anything that you need when you need it. Yeah, and the, I'm the meat fucking, thing is happening. I'm just over it. I'm, I'm okay on meat. Like I, we we went out, we bought a bunch of Sam's Club stuff. Mm. weeks ago and packed our freezers so i'm set on meat i'm not feeling that yet yeah um, yeah Aubrey's actually like, making sirloin tips tonight oh yeah buddy mm. Mm. um but like okay i went out earlier uh because we're going to be doing chimichangas tonight like i mentioned yes um i went to the store and i had a couple things i needed to pick up i needed to get uh refried beans uh i needed to get um one of those long like clicky lighters yeah. I needed to get more vegetable oil and I needed to get cilantro. Um, oh my God. I, I, I how, how many of these? Different... Oh, go ahead. Did I get? Okay. So I had to go to a different store to get the vegetable oil because Sparkle was out. Uh, this is, this is like a major, this is a major first world yeah. problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, That's right. This is such yeah. A, I, uh... there's, people, there's people being wheeled into a morgue every day. <laughs> right. And uh, I'm just out here, you know, bitching about. Right. I couldn't I couldn't get the things I need to eat exactly the thing I specifically wanted. <laughs> yeah, very first world problem. Yeah. But like, okay, so I went to go get I did cilantro, right? Like who the fuck <laughs> you know People are not, people really out there panic buying cilantro. Cilantro, that's what I'm saying. So that I went there. Weird. Yeah. I just completely wiped out of cilantro, two different places. Um which is really fucking annoying. Like I can't <laughs> Yeah, that is can't, really fucking annoying. 
I had to buy dried cilantro, which is just so repugnant to me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just like it I really bought is. it. I picked it up in the spice aisle and I went, like, <laughs> it's, it's like the grossest thing. Like, why? Because the, the problem is it's because like everybody is using this time to experiment and try new things. And that's fine. I thought you said everyone is using cilantro, not time. Uh, got him. <laughs> uh, uh, but everybody's using this time to like experiment with like trying to cook new things, but it's fucking up my shit. Like I buy cilantro a lot, right? Yeah. I use cilantro a lot in a lot of the stuff I make. Yeah. And now uh, I'm at the mercy of uh, Johnny fucking dildo. Who's <laughs> out here. <laughs> You know, he's trying to he's buying all the cilantro up because he thinks it sounds exotic. It's some 40 year old white guy who doesn't know what he's doing. Johnny fucking dildo. And now I can't. (laughs) And now I can't make my guacamole the way I wanted to. Yeah. You know what? Sure, it's a first world problem, but also it's a super avoidable problem if people weren't just like acting like jackasses at the store. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you're, you know, what a weird, the parsley, too, was, like, completely wiped out when I was there. And it's like, what a weird fucking thing to buy, because it doesn't last that long. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like it's going to last you two weeks in the fridge. You got, like, a week, maybe, before it starts getting. God, cilantro in particular wilted. goes in, like, three days for me, I swear. Yeah, a couple days. Yeah. yeah. Like, it just doesn't last. So it's just really fucking frustrating, dude. I don't know. Yeah, it is frustrating. Like, like the thing that, uh, okay, so, like, I'm doing a lot of baking. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. that jackass, but, like, you can't find fucking yeast. Because, I know. Because I found if, some today. I found some today. You know, I don't know what people are doing. I I can't like imagine what people are doing with the things they buy. But no, like people don't know what people are doing. But if right. they're just if they're just baking bread, there's plenty of bread. You're right. <laughs> like I'm trying to make a, something that's not exactly just bread. Eh, oh, right. Maybe I am the problem. Maybe no, I'm the no. problem. <laughs> I don't have. Okay, but like the th- you had yeast in your. Right, like you had yeast in your cabinet beforehand, right? I, I had a little, and I I have bought maybe two packages over the last like two months. That's fair. See, that's my rule. If you had it in your cabinet before all this bullshit started, oh right, like if it's something you would have wanted work. before, <laughs> right? Yeah, fair Stay enough. Of course, <laughs> people buy what you normally buy. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what people it's are. It's a first world problem, and it not even one that I particularly agree with. Because like, part of me is like, hey, "Fuck you, just get whatever you want." Right. But like, my fucking, I got weak, I got weak ass guacamole syndrome. Oh, I got no. wags. <laughs> you got the case of the wags. <laughs> I got wags, bro. <laughs> uh, Mr. Brady, I'm afraid I don't know how to tell you this, but I've examined this guacamole and uh, wags. It's tested positive for wags. <laughs> You're going to need a, an emergency shot of fresh cilantro for this not to suck complete ass. How much is something like that going to cost? I don't have insurance. Oh, I'm, so, I'm really sorry to tell you this. It's uh, it's uh, $400. <laughs> doctor, I don't even have a club card. How am I supposed to pay for this? <laughs> well, you know, you can sign up. Healthcare. <laughs> Get an extra 50 cents off your cilantro every week. Yeah, the fine, uh, the fine medical staff over at Sparkle Market. 
I do waste the launcher ejection dock. It's been too long. <laughs> I wasn't just there either, incidentally. I went to Rulies too, and Rulies had parsley, but they did not have cilantro. I was pissed, dude. I was yeah. fucking pissed. You know who typically has it, believe it or not, is Save a Lot. Oh, really? Save a Lot has like a ton of this stuff, like specifically like Hispanic ingredients, like for like different like uh, dishes and stuff. Like dried chili peppers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They got. Yeah. I I bought those same ones and they have a lot of stuff like that. But I also like weirdly feel like they don't like sell out of it. Like uh, like they have more of it than actually the is the demand. So there's always all that stuff available, even in the middle of the panic shopping. Well, that's good. Good to know. Yeah. I think people don't usually think about that. I don't think people uh, think of Save a Lot at all. <laughs> yeah. On a positive note, I did. I went to the liquor store yesterday, and I got uh, I got some more Oban. I think I told you guys before we started. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cutting this, I was I figured like I was gonna buy something new that I haven't had before, and then I was there, and I'm like, they had this, and I'm like, you know, you know, if you're spending 115 dollars on a bottle of liquor, you might as well know that you like it before yeah. you buy it so. <laughs> and uh i do <laughs> did you find the liquor store to be a very creepy place to be uh-huh all the I, time sort of yeah i, I didn't like it is. like lately not... yeah i'm talking about the one on meridian over there yeah yeah so it um the problem is all the aisles are already super super crammed so there is mm-hmm. no keeping six feet away from anybody it's like not right. possible um and then just like I don't know I I don't want to be an asshole but just like something about the the people working there just weirds me out. Yeah, I don't I don't like them. They're, it's like a ragtag group of assholes. <laughs> yeah. And the, there's, there's and, one woman that works there that's like pretty normal. Um, she's like tallish, blonde. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, I don't know if I know her. I know the other woman who's always loud and angry. They had. Uh, no, I, yeah, I don't know her, but there's like. There's a woman who works there. It's pretty normal. And then the guy who I think owns the place, the one who always wears the ball cap, he's older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's relatively normal. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a weird place. It's like perpetually stuck in the 80s. Yeah. Right. And, and that one woman that works there seems to like hate the customers. She does. She absolutely fucking. She was ringing me out one last year for St. Patrick's Day. I think yeah. we were talking about this a little bit on the podcast. We probably yeah, did. Yeah. We um, did. Yeah. Uh, and she said something like, I don't know how the, all these fucking people come out here and they, you know, she's ringing me out what she's doing. She's like, all these fucking people come out here and buy their liquor. I just don't fucking get it. And she's like trying to have a conversation with me. I'm like, why would I'm you go to a liquor store to buy liquor? I'm also buying a bunch of liquor, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not I'm see what we're people. doing? <laughs> right. You know what? You know what? My favorite thing about her is, though, is like every time I'm like, like, I'm, I'm polite. So I say, hey, how you doing? And every time, yeah. blessed, blessed. Blessed. I am yeah. blessed. The thing is, I'm pretty sure she's in recovery. I'm pretty sure. I would I would bet. I would bet. I I think she's in recovery, and I think it's just like like boxing. You can't stay away from it. <laughs> you have to like uh, yeah, yeah, around yeah. it somehow. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like how Lennox Lewis has to be a commentator now because he can't, you know, get out of it. <laughs> just like gotta be within like six feet of it. Like you just gotta be near or like reaching distance it. of the alcohol <laughs> so yeah. that you still know that you're its boss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Oh, anyway, we got depressing. Enough. How, how you doing, Ben? What's what's going on with you? Um. Well, I'm fucked because I I got uh, I got Sekiro Shadows Die Twice not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm addicted to it and f- intensely frustrated by it all at once. Mm-hmm. Um. 
it's a great game. It's really, really cool. And uh, a lot more freeform than uh, Dark Souls. Yeah. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm, on a, I'm on this boss right now that... So, like, bosses... Uh, most enemies operate on, on uh, uh, the death blow system, where for common enemies, like, one single death blow, like, if you sneak up on them or, or you break their stance and then attack them that's a death blow and it kills them. Mm. Uh, but some enemies, including bosses need multiple death blows uh, to kill. So I'm on a boss right now that not only does he require two death blows to kill, but then he comes back and has lightning powers. <laughs> awesome. um, and so I can beat his first form. Uh, that's, that's, you know, not, not a hundred percent of the time, but I'm getting there. Yeah. Um, and then his second form, I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to, you know, get used to, because like, you know, I, I can't replenish my, my uh, health thing or anything. You know, I uh, if I resurrect, I, you know, I'm not gonna be able to do it again. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm fucked because I'm kind of a glutton for punishment with these kinds of oh, games. Dude, I guess. You absolutely are. Yeah, you definitely are. I don't know how anyone, I seriously don't know how you do that. Cause I feel like I just go to bed depressed every time I play that yeah, game. There's <laughs> no way I would get frustrated well, and I don't install it. Well, because I don't, I don't play it as the last thing I play every night. If That's I, if good. I'm playing anything, you know, it's not going to be something that intense that gets my adrenaline pumping. It's, it, you know, it's going to be something more relaxing and, and all that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I've, I don't know. For me, like actually surpassing the challenges it throws at you is just so rewarding. You guys ever play that uh, that game for Xbox called "You're a Big Fat Fucking Loser," where it's like <laughs> it's just like a guy that makes fun of you, and you like uh, you toil and mine bricks, and then uh, you, like uh, you do it for like hours and hours, and then he like throws them all away, and you have to do it again. And he like, okay. uh, and there's like a webcam no. thing, so we could like make fun of your body. You ever, you ever see that? <laughs> what are you talking about? I've never heard of this. Yeah, so you you're a big fat fucking loser for the original Xbox. Yeah, it was great. It's uh, huh. just like, uh, just like shames you and makes you feel bad about yourself, and then, then you go to bed sad. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, are, are, wait, are you serious? Are you no, that's not a up? thing. Of course, that's not of a thing. Of course not. I was going to say. Uh, I, I just typed that in like, you're a big fat fucking loser. And I, and I got a, an X video result. <laughs> Actually, take that back. I got two X video results. Oh, that's uh, that's definitely someone's thing. I know that Let's that's the thing. see what's going on here. Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, report in, Chris. What? Uh, yeah. It's uh, got. Fem- it's. Let's see from femdomcraze.com. <laughs> it's almost no, definitely yeah. just some woman shaming you, which is, I guess, I guess it works for some people. That's, that's a yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, no, that I see now I have to make that game. <laughs> now I have to make you're a big fat fucking loser. Right. The official steam release. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just got to be like a bunch of like menial labor that you have to do, like really, really boring, like series of chores that uh, don't yeah. matter. And also it can see you and identify like the things about you that are ugly and bad and like like make fun of you for them. This is just several English women calling you fat. 
I don't think you guys can hear it through the broadcast because I have headphones on, but I can't. Yeah. I cannot. I cannot hear that. Um, <laughs> Nor do I want to. Yeah. They, uh, what's the situation? Are they like? Are they like fully clothed and just being mean? Some of them. All right. Some, <laughs> some of them are. Some of them. <laughs> I. I mean, I'm They're deeply curious. Just, it's, it's just. It's like it's little fadeaway cuts to different women. Okay, you but know. like set the stage, you know, paint a picture for me. What room are they in? What's no, uh? They're, it's they It's just cutaways. It's several different rooms, several different women. They're just, all English. Okay, that's just, that seems Is important. That a wiener? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> did she say that? Yeah. Is what that a wiener? All right, I lost it. Wiener is not the. <laughs> no, you should, you, I don't think you should say a wiener in a pornographic no. context. Yeah, that's. Oh, yeah. here we go. This is a little more aggressive. That's a, that's a step and a half away from like these women telling me I have cooties. Yeah. <laughs> sure. this is the same. Okay, so this circle, one is circle from... dot dot. Uh, smallpenishumiliation.com <laughs> What are we doing? I don't know. We're all, all bored. Right, I'm, 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 <laughs> I find this entertaining. Weird. For the Looking wrong reasons, weird. I'm sure, but still. The, the thing is, Ben, <laughs> to take a hard left turn out of this, <laughs> yeah. um, you are a severe glutton for punishment. You like, I, I would, there is no way that I could ever fucking play stuff like that without throwing this computer across the room like I no, and i've and i've gotten unreasonably pissed at this game so far but that, but then there are days where i can play a boss die over and over and just be like all right well i did okay that time maybe i'll just take a break for now yeah. and i'll just be perfectly fine so i don't know what the what the variable is there that i'm missing um but they're just they're games about patience and they you know yeah the, re the reward is that you know like holy shit i actually beat that guy yeah um, I, I think there's a value in that like i don't want to like say that there isn't like persistence paying off is like a great thing yeah like like you know like that holy shit that was me i did that i beat that fucking guy yeah um and then one thing i've noticed too is is when you go back um because I've, I've gone through and played dark souls again when you go back it's much easier the second time it, you don't forget it yeah um yeah i've heard that like it, it, the game gets easier on subsequent playthroughs, even mm -hmm. with a new game plus on it. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, it's it. Uh, yeah, it's just a matter of, of building up those skills. And yeah, it's it can be it can be pretty rewarding. Uh, it's just, you know, you got to not take it too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank goodness, though, because like uh, Sekiro, at least, is a bit more forgiving than Dark Souls in terms of like, you know, if you lose to a boss, you never have to go too far to get back to him. Yeah. The oh, first Dark Souls, no. <laughs> if you lose to Ordstein and Smog, you got to go through like Schmug. two rooms, a hallway, a great hall, and there's enemies in all of these places that you can run past, but it, it, I mean, sometimes you might not be able to. They might, they might smack you as you go by and you might need to fight them. Um, and then, you know, heaven forbid you're you're embered up uh, or you got you have your humanity on because then you can be invaded by other players. Yeah, there's there, there is no there is no player versus player component in Sekiro. Thank goodness. It's just yeah. single player. Can't get invaded or any any of that bullshit. Um, yeah, that is bullshit. <laughs> uh, I do not care for that. But uh, the game itself too is just really gorgeous and it's just a treat to look at every time I play. So it's, you know, it's never too, it's never too bad. Yeah. But, 
I don't know. I guess I'm uh, like I said, I'm fucked because I I have I, every once in a while I get this urge to seek out excessive difficulty and excessive challenge. Yeah. Um, but whatever. I'm I'm still having fun with it. Yeah, yeah you're not to- you're not totally fucked. I'm not totally fucked now. Just, just partially totally fucked. fucked. Is that a wiener? Is that, <laughs> is that a wiener? <laughs> but did she say it in a British accent though? Was she like, yeah, it's not a wiener. It's not a wiener. <laughs> you twig and two veg. Uh, <laughs> Admittedly, you know, I mean, there's worse ways to get off. I don't know. No, yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't totally, I, I don't exactly get it, but like, it's, it seems pretty harmless to me. Hey, whatever you you're into. Yeah. You remember those old uh, police blotter compilations that they would release in like books? They're, they're like bathroom readers, but they're actual like newspaper articles of, you know, dumb crooks and, yeah, you know, yeah. and all this. I remember one where uh, this dude uh, was arrested and taken to the hospital because he had, he had uh, been exposing himself to women in a parking lot and one of the women he he approached, he opened his coat. He, he says, "Remind you of anything?" And she says, "And she says, yeah, it looks like a penis, only smaller." And then kicks him as hard as hard as he can, square the jewels. Nice. The hospital. Oh, that's so good! What a fucking baller response! Holy shit! Oh my god! I don't I don't know if there's anything I don't know if there's anything better than that that you could say. That's- yeah, that's such a great line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, wow. Anyway, um, we're going to take a break here. I need to freshen my drink up. Yeah, let's, um, take, a, let's take a five. Yeah. Get a bigger glass. I, uh, I'm going to get more coffee because honestly, I'm like, I'm doing the smart thing here right now. The smart thing and drinking caffeine and alcohol at the same time. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah, because so they, they, they cancel each other out, so you don't feel either of them. Yeah, they can't. Perfect. They can't see <laughs> you out. Works. They can't see you out at a place that is uh, where you are just in the awesome zone, and uh, everything <laughs> is awesome. Uh, I think I'm going to put this scotch aside before I drink the whole bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a beer. All right. Yeah, get a get myself a beer. All right, uh, we'll we'll be back, ladies and gentlemen, or mostly gentlemen. Probably, no, some, <laughs> yeah, probably like sixty uh, forty. There's like a couple ladies yeah. that listen to this. Yeah. It's probably, it's, we we maybe have a uh, you know some non-binary people listening too. Who knows? Yeah, right. right. We probably have some trees who are listening to this. <laughs> a couple <laughs> pine cones. The trees have ears. Uh, uh, so to all, all right. of our tree friends, we'll be back uh, in just a minute. <laughs> our happy tree friends. <laughs> all right. Bye. 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 Welcome to the Three Dude Podcast. Hey, yeah. Ah. Uh, you can find us at threedudecast.com. If you're wondering whether that's spelled with the numeral three or the word three, the answer is yes. We're so proud of ourselves. We're so clever. We're such clever boys. Wow. <laughs> We've switched hosting to Podbean. You can still find us on iTunes and Google Play. Mm-hmm. So give us a like. Yeah, give us a like. Give us a listen. Give us a review somewhere. Give, give us a sandwich. Give us a high five. Give us sponsorships. Please give us a hug. Give us that money. All right, we're back. This is happening. Oh, what's up, shit, son? Uh, it's the three dudes cast, and we're here drinking. Late, and late, late stage, why we're fucked? You can't get liquor delivered in Ohio. Uh, you know, fucking, I bet it's those fucking blue laws too. Yeah. Wait, uh, I'm sure I know what that is, but remind me what the blue laws are. 
the same laws that say you can't sell on Sunday without a license. Oh, shit like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah almost definitely. motivated anti-drinking laws. <sighs> Stupid. That's yeah. Like that's gonna stupid. stop me from drinking. Yeah, dumb <laughs> bullshit that helps no one. Yeah, you think you can <laughs> stop me from drinking? Helped. Good luck. Yeah, it, it helps fucking no one. Yeah, the government should not be able to tell me when I can and cannot drink. Yeah, or or buy booze. Man, I'll tell you what that that says a lot about us though, right there, doesn't it? Is like I'm fine with the government telling me I can't go outside. <laughs> but not that I can't drink. <laughs> not that I can't buy whiskey or have not that, that I can't have whiskey shipped to my own fucking home in these United States of America. Yeah. What's <sighs> uh you know, where's the where's the protesters for that? Where's the guys with M sixteens for that? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh my god, that's the real reason we're fucked. We didn't even talk about is like Ohio hero Amy Acton has fucking guys with guns running up and down her street right now. Yeah, yeah. Do we yeah. Do we live in a, a garbage society. <laughs> anyway, um, mm-hmm. so we have a we have a game today. Oh shit! Do we, we start our topic. Really? Uh, another edition of Buyer Beware. I'm excited. I really like this game a lot. Um. For some of these, for two of these, uh, uh, you're not going to be required to give the exact title as long as you can just describe what the book is. Um, then I'll, you know, I'll count that as being right. But uh, yeah, it's an episode of Buyer Beware uh, in which I read uh, real one, two, and sometimes three star reviews on Amazon, uh, usually of products that are relatively highly rated, but not always. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, you guys got to tell me what you think the product is. Okay, then. Hey, uh, just so you know, if you ever need to branch this game out, I have found some amazing reviews on places in Google Maps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Including, uh, idea. I looked at a, I looked at a, like a building on Rikers Island. <laughs> and it was like some guy rambling about how, like, oh, God, it was, I, I wish I could remember. It was insane about how he was like a little boy. And um, I don't know something. Oh god, I, I, I won't remember it. But it was just like the ramblings of someone who like found a location and like dropped some insane backstory into his review. <laughs> um, so if you ever need awesome. a way to branch that out, place reviews are hilarious on there. People just say the dumbest shit. <laughs> Sweet. Anyway, <laughs> so today, uh, your first one. Uh, I already spoiled this for you, but your first one is a book. Okay. Um, and a, uh, a review, uh, from Emily LaFleche. That's actually how it's spelled. Uh, says, uh, perhaps I didn't read into this that much, but I didn't realize it was supposed to be a biography and cookbook in one. The recipes aren't mind blowing either and definitely not geared towards someone who doesn't enjoy Sriracha. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the next review is from Walter R. Lambert, and this one cracked me up. Okay, but really nothing to write home to mom. <laughs> Recipes are unusual at the least. Having attended California Culinary Institute years ago, I can say that these recipes seem somewhat scatterbrained for a younger generation. Okay. <laughs> 
not enough to write home to mom. Mom. Yeah, that was in all caps followed by four exclamation points. <laughs> okay. That's uh, a mother. <laughs> and uh, from B.E., the review says, this is the worst book I have ever seen. It looks like a backstreet boy lost his job and throws brisket rub all over his kitchen. <laughs> wow. Ooh, okay, so I have a I have a hunch here. Okay. okay. What this is. It, well, it's definitely someone's cookbook, but like whose, right? I suspect that this is You Suck at Cooking's cookbook. Ooh. Although I can't imagine why anybody would give that cookbook a negative review because it's fucking hilarious. And that's the only thing that's throwing me off. But he does, you know, like he, he does millennial cooking a lot of the time. He doesn't do anything super complicated. Yeah. Does he look like a backstreet boy that just lost his job? <laughs> <laughs> that's the part that's throwing me. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like what I'm trying to think of like who could come off as like unserious, scatterbrained, and in love with Sriracha. Guy Fieri. <laughs> you know. He kind of looks like an aging Backstreet Boy. <laughs> he does. <laughs> you know, I think I think I'm going to amend. I think I'm going to amend my uh, my previous guess, and I'm going to say, for me at least, and I'll shut up after this. Final answer: Guy Fieri's cookbook. Okay. Okay. Um, Dave, do you agree or? Uh, um. Shit. No, I. I don't, but I don't have a good guess. Um, so, yeah, I can't think of anything better. So, yeah, I guess in that sense, I do agree. That's the best guess I could think of. Okay. Uh, this gets 4.6 out of 5 stars on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. And it is Cooking It, Living It, Loving It by Guy Fieri. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the... Wow. It's like uh, maybe the second one we've gotten right so far. <laughs> that's wow. That's a great. Oh, my God. That was a good nice. clue. <laughs> I think it was the brisket rub thing all over the counter that did it for me. <laughs> if you love watching me stuff my fat face with an entire side of brisket. <laughs> hey, uh, I love watching me die on the countertop. So just a quick interjection. The thing that I was telling you about on Google Maps, and I'll read it to you really briefly. This is a review oh, of the yeah. Rose M. Singer Center. And a guy said, they're causing global warm. Try a day. Maybe then when my was in there 10 years. Name Trevor Lincoln Johnson. You, the USA, mad enough to make Singer Man and a Singer Boy. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the shit I know I think the dude lost his mind on Rikers I really do <laughs> yeah well he was there for 10 years he says well he turned a oh singer man into a singer boy whatever that means ha uh -huh. <laughs> anyway sorry for the distraction that's <laughs> no, alright um, alright so the next one is also a book okay it has 4.4 out of 5 stars uh, Paul Kelly says, this book does not have any practical knowledge. A book on how to throw sticks and stones would be of more value to the average person. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, El Gato says, I could have I looked this up online for free. I was just curious. I'm sure I'm now on a watch list somewhere, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... Uh, uh, S. Brandenburg says most things in it require blasting caps, which are not readily available. 
but the chemistry side of it and the procurement process is intriguing. Hmm. Oh, God. Blasting caps? <laughs> I, I have an idea. I mean, That'd like, be... I think of shit like the Anarchist Cookbook or whatever. Right. Uh, that's that's my guess. But is that something you can actually buy on Amazon? I feel like that is out of print. Yeah. <laughs> um, for, like, like you know, uh, very reasonable uh, uh, national security reasons. Sure. But... Uh, and the... The last review. Oh, good. We have one more. Good. Thank God. Is is Philippe R. Who says, I have bought this book as a joke for a friend of mine who is the real deal, former special forces. I was expecting to find almost kid stuff. I don't understand how books like this can circulate outside of army forces. If I can get one, I'm sure hundreds of clowns with bad intentions have got it too. Crazy. God, that just leans even harder into it being the anarchist cookbook. But it just—I thought the Anarchist Cookbook was like officially banned in the 1970s. Like, yeah, it's a banned book, uh, so I don't—I don't think it could be printed. I don't think it could be distributed. There are digital copies all over the place. Sure, I have a printed digital copy somewhere. <laughs> I used to. I, I lost From high mine. School. Yeah. Um, but the, the the thing is too, like, there's an implication that this is like it should be available to special forces, which makes me think that it's. It's it's not the anarchist cookbook, but it's like some sort of like, uh, like guide a military for, guide. Yeah, something that like maybe some former <laughs> officer wrote or something. I don't know. It's men are from Mars, women are from <laughs> Venus. <laughs> Eat, and pray, love. Bodily fluids. <laughs> Mandrake. 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 Oh, I, I ripped uh, that to the Plex server too. By the way. Uh, oh, fuck! Um, I don't know, dude. Mm. So, I, I'll give you guys another hint if you want. No, you know what? I don't want a hint, so yeah. I will. Uh, I will. Okay. I will mute myself here. I kind of want to figure this out. No, yeah. Let's not. Let's let's not take the hint. Let's think uh, just another few minutes on it. Okay. So no hint. Um, I don't think I don't think it can be the anarchist cookbook. No, because I don't think that's something you can get on Amazon. It's something you can certainly find on the dark web. Um, Could it be like a like a Marines field survival manual or something like that? Like something that maybe like uh, got yeah, declassified maybe. and then like uh, public domain and then republished. Hmm. Like my initial thing was, I don't know if Edward Snowden wrote a book or not. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know what but Edward Snowden would be doing with blasting with blasting caps. caps right. <laughs> well, the other thing is, the first one said something about like. The, the first review was referring to uh, it didn't have any practical advice in it, and you would be better off learning to throw sticks and stones. So maybe it's a weapons manual? Mm, yeah, but what for? I don't know. Blasting caps is totally throwing me. You know, the only thing I can think of that makes logical sense is the anarchist cookbook, but I don't think that's something you can get. Yeah, I don't either. Um this is pro- this could be a bad assumption on our part, but I think that's, yeah, I think that's true. At okay, uh, so my guess is going to be at the risk of being completely wrong. Uh, I'm going to say that it's the Anarchist Cookbook, be- even though I don't, I'm not 100 percent in it. I can't actually think of yeah a better alternative. Uh, I'm going to like go for half points here. And make an informal guess that it's like a military uh, field survival manual 
and I'll take whatever half credit or partial credit I can get for that, <laughs> if that's true. Yeah, so I, I, I obviously for this one can't expect you to know the exact title of it, but Dave, you're correct. <laughs> it's it's the U.S. Army Improvised Munitions Handbook. Whoa! <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Okay, so... Well done, sir. So that must be something that, like... Like, it doesn't have an official copyright or anything like that. Like, why would it? It was, like, meant to be, like, internal documentation. Right, and that's why um, the, the guy Elgato said, I could have looked this up online for free. Right. <laughs> there were a few people in the comments saying that it's, it's like, actually, a, like, a public document. Oh, God, I feel good about that one. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Yeah, that that chain of reasoning. I was I was really impressed when you said like Marine Field Survival Manual. I was like, holy shit, he's got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Oh, cool. I don't usually well, get stuff done, like this. Sir. <laughs> nice. All right. And this uh, this last one is a movie. Um, OK, I'll tell you one thing. Finding sifting through all the shit one-star reviews that say like it wouldn't play on my dvd player like the streaming quality was terrible yeah and actually like finding stuff about the movie itself is really tough i okay. yeah because that's yeah, the I mean, vast majority of comments are going to be someone mad because it didn't work at all right yep. um uh danitza says watched for a class it was boring <laughs> um, <laughs> okay uh crusader says hype over hip it's a chick flick all melodrama and gushiness and no, the female lead is not unusually attractive at all. <laughs> uh. Thanks, bro. <laughs> um, Quintus Arius. <laughs> already know what kind of commenter this is going to be. The Reverend uh, Quintus Arius. <laughs> says, uh, well, folks, I realize I'm treading on sacred ground here. I'll throw this into the bucket with Citizen Kane, A Hard Day's Night, and The Graduate. Films that are the darlings of fans and film critics the world over that totally elude me. This movie is okay at best. It's a fine little drama on its own, but it's hardly a classic and certainly not worthy of all the praise that's been heaped on it since its inception. I will, however, <laughs> I will, however, defend the right of anyone to just embrace this movie as their own. After all, I happen to really enjoy Howard the Duck, a film that I believe has me as its only fan in this country. <laughs> To be fair, you have to have a really high IQ to appreciate yeah, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so chick flicks. Oh. I'm to think back here. Yeah. Um, What's so that? It's a classic. Get... It's a classic film mm. that is considered a chick flick by this guy, at least. By by this guy, by Crusader. Okay, yeah. so like you could include. Okay, so like from the perspective he's coming from, I'm gonna like give a like an example. Like you could you could see like a like Romeo and Juliet. You could yeah, just you Romeo could still let down and just call it a chick flick if you're being dismissive because it's it doesn't meet your standards, sure. right? Gone with the wind. Yeah, um, I think that's the angle this guy's coming from. This is like a classic romance that he doesn't find. Uh, <laughs> Up to his exacting standards. What a tool. So he specifically mentioned The Graduate and Citizen Kane. So I'm going to take a stab in the dark here and say that this is a review for Casablanca. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, I, I have one more review, but it doesn't really it, it doesn't really give any valuable clues as to what the movie is. I'll yeah, take it anyway. Yeah, I just I'll put say it in because you can hear the fedora in this <laughs> Yeah. What is... 
This is from Neo Troglodyte, and he says, "What is the legitimacy of the experts, directors, and the sheeple's glowing admiration? Consider Ptolemy's geocentric view of the solar system and the ecclesiastic, scientific, and public embrace across fifteen hundred years for the lie. Questioning the dictum could eventuate in imprisonment, torture, and death." Okay, that's ancient history. The worship at the altar of the not-so-silver-slash-noble screen. Is this our new belief system? Religion? A restored testament? Consider on Amazon's comment section the bilious invective, the verbal inquisition, virtual glossectomies, oreectomies, and the lobotomies decreed for heresy. Oh my god, dude. Whoa! Okay, so it's an awful lot of words to say. I've never been laid. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he said silver screen, which makes me think that, it, like the worshiping of the silver screen, it is definitely an older flick. Yeah, it's a, it's a would, it's a classic. Uh, in other words, yeah, that would go along with Casablanca. And if this dude is shitting on Casablanca, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Casablanca is inarguably a classic. I, that's my final answer. I'm done talking. I want to let Dave you hash this one out. I uh, yeah. I I have a. I really want to get this right because that last one made me feel pretty good. <laughs> so I definitely think it's a romance, like a classic romance. I'm wondering, like I'm leaning towards something like Streetcar Named Desire or something like that. Mm. Um, but, but I, it's oh god. I mean, like what else? What other classic romances can you think of? For some reason, I'm like oh, drawing god, a blank on them. them. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Those aren't the old movies that I tend to like. Um, although Casablanca is very good. That, um, that, uh, that feels like a strong guess. It really does. I, I think it's Casablanca, but I'm going to let you try and hash this out. What was... Mm. I guess you could argue that King Kong is a romance. You could. <laughs> <laughs> Between a woman and a gigantic monkey. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Dave. Turn it back there. <laughs> no. Um. God, was there a production of there? Oh shit! I'm not going to delay this anymore. I could sit here and like him and From ha about it. Is the only other one that's popping to mind. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say a streetcar named Desire, just because of that sort of like classic Hollywood you know, gloss and uh, Brando and, you know, I'm going Casablanca. All right, let's split. Let's split our votes up. Casablanca streetcar. These are reviews for Casablanca. Yes. (laughs) Nice. Um, Who doesn't like Casablanca? I don't know. (laughs) I, I didn't include it because it includes way too much this one was tough because I couldn't include too many reviews of like information that was too pertinent. That would have made it too easy to guess. Right. Um, sure. Uh, but there was one review that was like paragraphs long and it essentially boils down to that. He doesn't like the character of Rick because he's a sensitive little snowflake who got his heart broken over a girl. Like God wow. forbid a oh male God. character in an old movie should have any depth at all. Well, right. that dude God that wrote God that for... like and that. Rick is not a snowflake in that movie. Uh-uh. at all the dude that wrote like, that review is crying over a girl right now yeah right yeah. exactly <laughs> how can you not okay that i i figured uh, like i was listening to that review and i'm like that's got to be it that's got to be it but like real talk who doesn't like casablanca uh it's like, like you're gonna hate like this the movie i haven't seen it 
You've never oh, seen Casablanca? It's gonna go on my list. I mean, I've spent Dude, oh yeah, I've spent Dude, quarantine watch, watching movies. Watch it. Let's watch, uh, watch it with Christy. Yeah, watch. It's one of those. It's one of those old movies that still holds up. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot yeah. of older flicks that don't sure hold up the same way. Casablanca holds up. It's good. You could write that story today, and it would still be good. Especially uh, because the Nazis are the bad guys, and making the Nazis the bad guys are is uh, it's pretty edgy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these guys were Nazis, Walter. <laughs> yeah, just uh, I don't know. It's uh, Nazis, bad guys. Oh, seems like kind of a rough territory in twenty twenty. <laughs> Something like a snowflake. <laughs> yeah, fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I love Casablanca. That's a, it's it's tricky too because like for for a lot of these like movies and books and whatever that are considered classics. It's tough to find reviews that like actually, you know, are are full of, you know, dumb opinions and not just like, oh, well, you know, I, I get why people like it. It just wasn't for me, like, which sure. is fair. Yeah, yeah but, absolutely. But it's it's tough to get past those reviews, too, because those aren't really what I'm looking for. Yeah, that's not a that's not a dumb opinion to have. No, if 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 a movie's not for you, and but you still see why, you know, then. You know, fine. Yeah, you you did um, the last buyer beware. You did one for um, the Great Gatsby, which I I'm of that opinion. It's not you know, it's definitely not for me. <laughs> the okay Gatsby, <laughs> <laughs> the just all right Gatsby. It took me a while reading that book to to kind of get to kind of feel where it was going. But once I did, I kind of, you know, I, I dug it. I wouldn't mind giving it another read sometime. Yeah, it, I only read it once. So maybe it's worth another run through. Mm. Um. But yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, that's that's a fair opinion. If you're you're sometimes you're just not into something, but I mean, if you're gonna like systematically take down the uh, the um, Casablanca, like, dude, come on, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like the movie, that's, right? Yeah, like, that's that's not just like an unpopular opinion. That's like a contrarian and stupid opinion. Exactly, <laughs> it's it's being contrarian for its own sake. Like to, to, to make you look like you're, you know, intellectually superior to the masses, like just because something's yeah. popular must mean, you know, people are are dipshits for liking it. Most right. of my least favorite people operate that way by default. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really, really hate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was good, Ben. Yeah, God, I wish we were. Pl- I wish there was another one. I always want to be playing this game. These are fun. I think we've. Uh, I think we've all nailed our games down. Yeah, I think we we've have. all got. You know, right where we need to be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you guys liked it. I yeah. I did. Uh, um. So, uh, quick segue, because okay. I, I have no logical transition from the game to our topic today <laughs> other than just that uh i'm sure you guys probably share the sentiment that uh being anywhere but this stupid planet right now would be kind of neat yeah <laughs> yeah I'm agreed so uh let's talk space travel sweet, sweet. <laughs> let's uh science fiction or or like real actual space travel just whatever like what um Let's uh God. let's talk about where the freaking Tesla Roadster is right now. Yeah, really. What's going on with the like, Tesla Roadster? I wonder the, thing, it, the one that he shot into orbit. Yeah, yeah. Like I I would like to know where it is, um, and I don't know if they can even track it anymore. Oh no, they actually. Yeah, I just pulled up a thing. There's a website. Where is the Roadster? Oh no, <laughs> shit. It's um. Can that possibly be accurate? I feel like it must have gone farther, but they're saying right yeah. now it's basically. Um, just past Mars orbit, um, 
No shit. Yeah, so it's out. It's it is. Oh, it's actually counting in real time. This is cool. Okay, so where where is roadster.com? Yeah, I found it here. It says oh it's currently $74,471,405 and counting actually down from Mars. So I guess actually it's moving toward Mars technically on its current trajectory. Uh, it's probably getting, yeah. Yeah. Is it supposed uh, to land on uh, Mars? Probably probably getting uh, solar winds and... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so some gamma rays uh, really uh, impact the uh, overall trajectory of... Uh, <laughs> and let's not forget space slugs. They'll That's latch right. onto the car and affect its trajectory. <laughs> um, uh, the, it, you, you actually can see that what its fuel economy is, considering That's that so it's... Cool. Uh, it's probably perfect because you don't need to spend any gas to travel in a vacuum. So right now, yeah, the fuel economy is essentially dropping, but like... Because of what it took to lift off, its current average is 8,882 miles per gallon, <laughs> which is counting down as it no longer has to apply thrust. Yeah, spaceships wow. don't typically measure their viability in miles to the gallon, I don't think. <laughs> that's, that's a hilarious statistic. Yeah, isn't that's it? so cool. Oh, my God. That's, that's, that's sweet. Like, that's like... Uh, it's like it's like measuring uh, keyboard strokes and horsepower. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's such a weird metric. They also say that uh, if the battery was still working in the car, which I assume it's not, it would have listened yeah. to Space Oddity two hundred twenty two thousand twenty four times since it launched. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember watching that I, thing launch for the first time when they were all like, yeah. That yeah. was the coolest fucking shit. It <laughs> you know, was so cool. For as big of a douchebag as Elon Musk can be, that's like one of his greatest gifts to planet Earth. Yeah. Shooting a yeah. sweet car into space. <laughs> yeah. More and more, I'm, I'm starting to become of the opinion that Elon Musk might actually just be an idiot. I, yeah, I don't think he's that smart. I, it's, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like he, he uh, you know, he surrounds himself with really, really capable people, but I, I don't think he's like a genius or anything. I don't either. I, I don't either. I think he, I think he's the Steve Jobs type, where it's just like, hey, I want to be able to uh, read the news on this little tiny thing. Get it done for me. Yeah. And he just like locks a door behind him, and <laughs> he's got the kind of, uh, the personality, the name, and the money to make people right. want to work for him. Yeah. And those people are the ones that are, you know, launching cars into space and all exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. I just remember watching that, like when it first happened, when oh. when they when they got it out of the atmosphere, the 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 way the, the light boom. hit it, yeah, like, like I, the 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 joyous the eruption of of excitement in that room when they actually <laughs> fucking did it. Yeah, I mean, like you you just you just want to root for them, right? Like that's the thing. All these big space launches and like like uh, when they like land stuff on Earth, like from space and all that. Like it's yeah. so it's such. It's so much more than just some people in some building that pulled something crazy off. It's like humanity did it. Right. Like our, yeah. co our collective yeah, ability to, you know, to figure this stuff out is overwhelming. Yeah. Even during the Cold War, when uh, when we put uh, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin on the moon, uh, we uh, NASA got letters from Russian scientists saying, you know, well done. And yeah, you know, like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's so cool. Like, hey, uh, boy, boy. one more yeah. fun statistic: the car has exceeded its thirty-six thousand mile warranty thirty-one thousand eighty-nine times. 
Wow. <laughs> Sorry. I just can't I just can't help myself. I love that shit. That's uh, so cool. Really I, I remember like because I didn't even realize like I, I knew that it was happening, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize when I watched it that it was that was the day that it was going to happen. Right. Yeah. Right. It kind of snuck up. Um, yeah. So like I saw one of the one of my friends on Facebook had shared the video and I'm like, oh, shit, that's today. <laughs> oh, that's, that's today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I watched it just just as they got the thing out of Earth's atmosphere, mm-hmm. like right at that moment um, is when I tuned in. Uh, and it was just it was fucking uh, it was really cool, dude. It was it was. Uh, yeah, it it's is a, a, like an amazing. I The only the closest thing I can equate it to is what maybe people felt like in the, the 60s when we landed somebody on the moon. Well, um, yeah, like like it's not like what we're doing is necessarily all that new, but. It sure. is it is electrifying to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was cool. I mean, like, unfortunately, we don't have anything like our generation doesn't have anything. Yeah. Like what's our like what's now. our man on the moon moment? Like, is there right. anything curiosity? Like maybe yeah. curiosity rover. I mean, I don't know. We'll we, we're that. lacking for a completely new frontier. That's the thing. Like, yeah, these are all uh, like extensions of something. American that... Pharaoh winning the triple crown. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I, I actually remember that too. Stood up. I saluted the flag. <laughs> I was I was eating lunch at tracks when that happened. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I was eating lunch at O'Donald's. Yeah, I was, I was at tracks eating lunch. On watching it on my phone, like, oh, cool, someone, you know. <laughs> not that that's yeah. not like that's like that's a big achievement. It's just not like one that most Americans, like, you don't. <laughs> you I don't, don't know, dude. And go like, oh, okay. I cool. mean, horse runs fast, man on moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, when you, in a really, in a really truly historical context, what about the first black president? Sure. Yeah, that's actually kind of like one of the biggest like uh who wow, that actually happened in our lifetimes. Right. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, no, it's de- it's definitely And now they'll never let it happen again. <laughs> and now it'll how does it feel to be the last black president? <laughs> <laughs> Said Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we gotta that's why we gotta work on exterminating the white race boys uh, you know what i hate to say it but it's looking like uh it's looking like we got to do it you, yeah I'll, I'll 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 mix the kool-aid you guys come over <laughs> you know what um you know what one thing i've realized about uh about white supremacists is like their their deepest fear is is like having their genes become diluted yeah in the ever-increasing you know mixed race right uh and, you know, it's going to happen. It has to happen because if you inbreed, your kids are going to fucking die. Right. And, <laughs> so, like all of progress of humanity, like reproducing has inherently like mixed the genes of people that like have like wildly different genetic backgrounds. Like, right. It has only it, gone in that direction and not the other way. I ima- like imagine what uh, what this sort of these sorts of ethnic divisions are, are going to mean or look like in like 500 years, they're going to be non-existent. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you remember that South park episode where people come from the future and they're just all that same sort of brownish orange color. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. there's no race. Yeah. Yeah. I, I long for a day when this can be a thing that doesn't get talked about. Cause there is no, there is no distinction. Sure. Yeah. But, but 
you know, you could argue too that with with uh, how we're engineered to be tribal animals, mm-hmm. like we're gonna find some other us versus them to to well, rail yeah. a thousand years down the line. We, Always, we, but, we still do that. You know, even outside of race, people have you know religious yeah. divisions and uh, regional. You got a ways to go. Yeah, it's but you know, hey, Star Trek is gonna happen in the next three hundred years. Yeah, right. Hey, speaking of Star Trek, I was I wanted to pose this question to you guys um, on the space topic. Of fiction, which fiction universe has your favorite uh, like advanced space travel? Ooh. Like Star Wars, Star Trek, Battlestar. Oh. Firefly. You know what? <laughs> I kind of really like uh, honestly my, of of everything, it's probably Contact. Do you remember Contact? I do remember Contact, oh. yeah. Contact, okay. which didn't Carl Sagan advise on that? I think he was involved. I think, yeah, yeah and, he sure did. And their system was so freaking cool because you just have this like marble pod that hovers above these swinging rings of energy or whatever. And like they spin around until they open a wormhole and then they just drop the marble in essentially. Yeah. And that was hmm. so freaking cool to me. <laughs> like never seen anything like it. That's a good one. That's a really good one, actually. Yeah, it's really exciting um, to watch in the movie too. It just looks awesome. I'm I mean, you know me, I'm a Star Trek fan, so I'm a fan yeah. of that myself. Um mm. but also like the implications of warp travel in that universe are pretty well thought out. Um like the fact that, you know, a warp capable ship with transporters and shuttlecraft has no reason to land on a planet. So those ships are manufactured in space. Yeah. Like those ships yeah, are, I, are I not meant for really- atmosphere. As a, as a non like huge Trekkie, I actually know that somehow. Yeah, um, the um the Enterprise D was manufactured at the Utopia Planitia shipyards, which are in orbit around Mars. They're not on yeah. Mars itself. Don't we see so that are, in the beginning of this first Star Trek movie? Don't we see it? Uh, yeah, it, it's one of the it's one of the uh, original series Star Trek movies where the, yeah the Enterprise is pulling out of dock. Yeah, it's yeah. like in a big like uh, it's like a big grid of like uh, like um, what you call it like support structure type thing, and they right. and they pull it out of there, and you you basically see that it's being built out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, incidentally, actually, I just watched uh, last night. Uh, my wife has never seen Wrath of Khan because I'm a bad husband. <laughs> um, we were just watching part of that movie last night, so uh, and I I know there's a scene like right at the beginning of Wrath of Khan where they have it docked. And yeah. it's getting repairs in space. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Memory Alpha, the official Star Trek wiki, has yeah. uh, as an entry for orbital dry dock facilities, uh, which is what these are. Uh, that's where they pull into for uh, refitting, repairs, etc. Any crazy good sci-fi has such level of depth. And I think maybe nowhere is that more on display than in Star Trek. Star Trek is really thoughtful about this stuff. Really, really thoughtful. One of the um, one of the other implications of of uh, well, I guess less of warp travel and more of uh, transporter systems is the fact that to travel from there are public transporter stations in major areas of the planet. So major tra- areas of the planet. <laughs> so when in uh, in the uh, unofficial sanctioned autobiography of captain picard uh he talks about leaving for starfleet academy from by by traveling from his home to paris and then taking a transporter from paris to san francisco 
Um, and uh, in, in DS9, there's there's also um, they also mention others, you know, just planetary level transporters where you can go from one side of, of the planet to the other pretty much instantaneously. Yeah, that's badass. That's it's badass. really badass. <laughs> you know, I think one of my favorite things about Star Trek is the fucking Borg. Yeah, the Borg are cool. Like, it's like are, such a cool idea. They're fantastic bad guys. Yeah. Um, they were originally they were originally uh, parasitic worms. I feel like they're space communists. Well, yeah. just like, you know, you will that's like that's I feel like that was the idea is to write in like uh, the collective, like the fear, the fearful collective of non-individuals. It just, you know, I think if I remember right, the the idea was more just it, it was it wasn't like meant to be political. It was just more like, you know, our individuality or, you know, the things that make us human are, you know, the things that are most precious to us. And to have that taken away is is like the scariest thing that, you know, yeah, maybe think of. Even even during the original series, they didn't really have like much, uh, much of an anti-communist bent. Yeah, and in fact, a lot of it was quite the opposite. A lot of it was was more like, you know, humanity's moved beyond the idea of like nations. And, yeah, you know, people still take pride in their heritage but they don't you know they don't use it as a way to divide each other yeah that makes sense he will not divide us <laughs> <laughs> sorry wonder where I, that I think, uh, flag is now <laughs> i don't know i think my favorite like um fantasy uh space travel and i'm gonna loop a bunch of these in together because i think they're all very similar uh-huh. um i think i think it's the uh, like video game uh space travel because most at least most major games that are major games that i that i've played have the same kind of idea behind it um like mass effect has mass effect uh, mm-hmm. which is the idea of basically um almost transportation style like it transports that that thing to a separate area of space without actually traveling there. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's like what you, you electrify element zero with a positive or negative charge and that increases or decreases the mass of a thing. Right. Um, and uh, slip space in halo is something very similar without the, without the um, like adjusting of mass. Um, it, it's like just basically you're slipping from one area of space to another area of space. Super. You know what I mean? Yeah, instantaneously. Um, so I, I and like most of the big sci-fi games that I've played, um, you know, are, are very, very similar in that. So I like I like that idea, because even if you're you're just getting it explained to you in like five seconds of exposition, it, it makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, as a fan of like those big, uh, you know, nerdy fucking <laughs> stupid <laughs> video game bullshit. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's really easy to just get behind and you don't have to suspend your disbelief that much if it's if someone explains it to you yeah. very briefly in a smart, you know, you know what? Distinction. I, you know what I always thought was a really, really cool. I mean, I guess it's all kind of very similar. This like, you know, slip, slip, slip space or like wormhole or all this stuff. But that yeah. opening shot at the beginning of the first dead space. Oh, that's good. Do you remember yeah. that where they like they come out of like essentially fast travel or something, right? And they like arrive at this destroyed ship, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the way that they like it's the way that they like flash in and they're in the middle of like this completely destroyed, you know, like stuff flying all over the place, all this debris. Like that was so cool to me. Yeah. 
I guess it's not totally unique from these other things, though. Um, I remember when when Everspace was still in development. I remember uh, Everspace. Yeah, I, I still have it. I've only played it like once, and I I should go back and play it again. It's still installed, for God's sakes. Um, but uh, there was footage of of um, capital ships warping in, and they just like they just zoom in from the distance and come to a sudden stop at their destination. Hmm. Wow. Uh, like it's and it's just super cool. Uh, actually yeah, I, the... I think I know what you're talking about. I've seen other stuff. Act. I think that was kind of the way that they handled uh, stuff in the uh, uh, the most recent Star Wars movies. It's like really similar mechanism where they like oh they flash cool. in and just kind of stop. Stop. Yeah, yeah. Star yeah. Wars does the same thing. Yeah, yeah. They, they do that actually in the Star Trek reboots too, if I remember. Yeah, they just God. That looks so cool. It yeah, does look a, cool. There's a point with the Enterprise just like, just like slamming in, and and all of its cannons are firing. Yeah, that's um, that's undoubtedly one of the coolest ways to arrive in like yeah. sci-fi. Do you remember how they explained uh, the the warp travel uh, thing in uh, Event Horizon? I, I don't actually. It's been so long since I've seen. No, where it's basically I don't. Like, if you have like point a if you have like a piece of paper imagine that's you know our dimension point a is on one end of the paper point b is on the other oh. instead of going from a to b you fold the paper so that b touches a yeah 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 um and then of course you, you know you go to hell and go insane but uh Ooh, do you know that they're making a amazon series about event horizon no really? Really? Yeah, I just had to Google it because I couldn't remember what it looked like, and I came on an article that says that Amazon has got a series in the works. Dude, that movie was fucking wild. <sighs> I, I I gotta see that movie. I I have not seen it. <laughs> add it to add it to the list. Pile it on there, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a um, when I was when I was was searching for the uh, Everspace gift that I just showed you. Uh, there's a picture of that super star destroyer in uh, Return of the Jedi getting uh, blown up by that X-wing slamming into its bridge, mm. and and the post says, "Why would you put a bridge there? Why would you make the bridge <laughs> exposed on a capital ship?" Yeah, th- there's always some dumb shit like that, isn't there? Like, th- there's like big, giant, powerful ships with a glaringly obvious weakness, <laughs> which they even kind of specifically pointed to when they, you know, when they did episode uh, seven, where Harrison Ford just says, "All right, how do we blow it up?" Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> like it's always well, that, well. They went back and retconned the Death Star's weakness in uh, Rogue One. Remember, there was like, yeah. a, you know, the engineer that uh, uh, deliberately included that design flaw. Right. I, I did not know that actually. Yeah. So, so the <laughs> rebels had a way to, you know. Yeah, and the whole the whole point of Rogue One is is trying to get that information to the Alliance, and that's yeah. where Episode Four begins. Have you guys played any like amount of Space Engineers? Have you put any time into yeah, that game? Not, not yet. No. <laughs> I got to tell you, that game is really really gratifying. Just speaking of like you know space travel and stuff, because like the the way that every sort of uh, spawn starts is you just like parachute in on this little like. Uh, device is basically you know designed to provide you with oxygen and uh, the minimal ability to process stuff and you gotta like you know mine and build and, and, and create bigger capacity and build electric capacity and all this stuff and but like 
if you're playing in survival mode, the process of getting off planet actually kind of takes a while, and you've got to, like, find rare resources on the planet you're on in order yeah. to build the components to, like, you know, to, you know, do the whole thing. And it's really... I mean, like, I remember the first time I got out of, like, Gravity. How, oh, oh, my God. God. Sorry. <laughs> that was a wet one. Are oh, you okay? God. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, we're good. Uh, no problem. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I remember how cool that was to get out of uh, orbit or, you know, out of a uh, gravitational uh, pole and just, like, you know, build a new spaceport on an asteroid. Like, how freaking cool that game is. That reminds me, the, the next time No Man's Sky goes on sale, I'm buying it. I got it. Do you? Yeah, I ended up buying it. And um I think it's I think it's fun, but also like it can become tedious, but I think it's a really good play. I think it's worth buying. When's the last time you played it? Um about three months ago, probably. Maybe four okay, months good. ago. Yeah. So they've been tirelessly working on this game. Yeah, like um, continuously patching it. You saw the uh, Internet Historian's yes. video on that. <laughs> to make it a good game, the unbaddening. The, un, the, un, the yeah, was it the ingoodening? Yeah, the... <laughs> the ingoodening of No Man's Sky. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they took, like, to their great credit, they took something that was overpromised on, and they have constantly developed it. Mm-hmm. Um, to yeah. make it good, uh, and they're still making it good. So the thing know, is, shout good. out to Hello Games for uh, fucking you know knocking it out of the park there. <sighs> Any bad will that they had in in you know engendered by not fulfilling on their promise their their, their uh, promises is completely reversed now. Yeah, space Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, like it really is. Uh, the procedural planets are cool. Discovering things is cool. Uh, I, I, I sort of hit a little bit of a wall because at some point you just you, you started to do a lot of the same things. And so I feel like I need sure. to figure out like what the next thing is to do. Sure. And they're 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 working on it. Like they're adding stuff constantly. But I'm going to buy it the next time. And we I, I want to play. I want to play with friends. Yeah. You know what? Can you is can, you can play with other people, can't you? <laughs> Absolutely. You can. OK. I haven't yeah. done that yet. I, I would like to actually. Uh, actually, I'm going to break out my Oculus for that specifically. Oh, and, uh, I can't wait VR. until I can buy that. I can't wait guys, until they have the Rift in stock. You guys have not seen my Oculus, and that is a failure on my part. We Dude, gotta play I've, been with a, I've been asking you for a year to I set know, that it's bad my, boy it's up. My fault. Sadly, uh, fucking uh, coronavirus. <laughs> I yeah, know. I know. Well, um, right now I'm I'm patiently awaiting the return of the the Rift S, which uh, they there's no you know availability for right now. It's not you know it's the 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 factories are all shut down and stuff. But the minute that becomes available again, I am going to get VR finally. Dude, get on it. We gotta uh, we gotta we gotta play because uh, it's it's really fun. It's it's. <laughs> mind-boggling how good they've gotten it um yeah the rift S seems S to be really gonna good. be even better yeah than what i've got so yeah i mean it's like it's incremental improvement but like apparently they've reduced that screen door effect by even more and uh yeah. the tracking is uh a little bit more downward facing so you don't have to like uh you know worry about your hands if they're really close to your body yeah huh. my uh, tracking's been it, it feels pretty good um, yeah 
Yeah, so it's it's super fun. We're gonna have to check that out. I would love to blast off a No Man's Sky with I, the headset on. I gotta tell you, I just googled Oculus Rift S, right? Because I wanted to see if there was any availability yet. Mm-hmm. The results, the Google shopping results, one of them is the Virtue Sphere immersive virtual reality simulator ball treadmill ride. <laughs> Which is, which is, I shit you not, I'm sending you this link. It's just like a giant uh, ball treadmill that you can run inside. Oh my God, look at this thing. For seven and a half grand. Oh my God. Oh, seven and a half grand, is that all? No big deal. The Virtue Sphere, I think I heard about this years ago, and I just assumed that it was... uh, it was toast. I... The Okama Game Sphere. <laughs> <laughs> Okama Game Sphere. This is a this is a real thing you can buy. No shit. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus Christ. Uh, ben, what what else did you want to cover with uh, space travel? Yeah, have we touched everything that uh, that you wanted uh, to? Or? I guess uh, other than this crap sack world, what kind of what kind of world <laughs> would you want to find? Oh, Yo. okay. Good question. Yeah, like imagine you happen upon the best possible, you know, uh, uninhabited or maybe possibly inhabited planet. What do you find? I there? always thought it would be fascinating to find a world like Coruscant in the Star Wars universe. Um, which, oh, which one or, is Coruscant? Or, uh, the city. It's all the entire planet is is one gigantic city, basically. Okay. Like or or Terrace would be another example if you're a Star Wars fan. Okay, um, that's a little deeper into the lore. Um, but yeah, the entire city ha- or the entire planet um, has basically been taken over with industry and uh, population production. So the whole planet uh, is is a gigantic city, one gigantic city, and uh, undercity as well. In a lot of those cases where they build you know what i mean they're building up from the the surface yeah. of the planet and uh um, Shada too except that uh yeah. coruscant is more like the entire planet is manhattan and Shada is more like the entire city is pittsburgh <laughs> right <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, I think cool i think that would be super cool <laughs> to see uh a planet of civil of civilization and nothing but civilization God, yeah, what a weird thought. Just like, yeah. yep, we did it. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. we're, we're done. This planet is, <laughs> is complete. That's kind of like, it's, it sort of feels like that's the end game of like all human civilization is just to like, just cover the land with We've us. We've done it. Yeah, <laughs> there's, right. no more, there's no more naturally occurring planets. <laughs> we 100%ed this planet. Good job, boys. <laughs> <laughs> right. We've committed all the poor people underneath the gigantic building. <laughs> It's like that, it's like that dude, squalor. It's like that dude who who uh, who beat Sim City. Like he made, yeah. oh he made yeah, a, a completely self sufficient <sighs> Sim City where everything was as good as it could possibly be. I'm so glad you brought that up because I was just thinking about that. Yeah, oh that okay. So funny story about that guy. He his Sims in that simulation. Um, uh, had an average life expectancy of like 51 years. Oh my God. And somebody asked him, you know, well, what do you say to that? You know, he made the perfect city, hundred percent happiness. Everything is perfect. Everything's taken care of. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked him like, well, people only live to be 51 years old in this simulation. 
And somebody asked him, like, what, you know, how do you reconcile that? Is this the perfect world? And he said that that was not the goal of the simulation, (laughs) 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 which is basically like perfect world. People don't live very long. Yeah. Well, I mean, like mad genius. You know what I mean? That's I mean, if you were to figure out the, you know, population, you know, uh, you know, it's a like a function of like its reproduction and death rates. Yeah. You probably would arrive at like an I like for stasis for absolute yeah. stasis it you're probably not making it to 70 or 80 <laughs> right <laughs> wow <laughs> it's just so wild like ugh. it's creepy it's it's creepy because it feels too real <laughs> he spent it was like what a two or three year long process to make that right like it took forever yeah, it something, something ridiculous like insane that. planning four uh, years yeah, four years. Four years. Uh, that guy. So, like, while I was going through the entirety of high school, <laughs> that guy was planning <laughs> and building. It's funny too, because like when you look at his design, I haven't looked at this in a while, so I'm yeah. like reminding myself. But like, it's just like all these like bleak skyscrapers, and then like a little amusement park in the corner and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like very, yeah, every, everything's a perfect grid. Yeah. It's yeah. It's very strange. It's so wild. It's, uh... like, it's just, <laughs> it's, I'm really glad that like our, the way that we live is not totally mapped out by machines yet. Cause yet. I, I feel like it would look like that. It's just unreal. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Dave, what kind of world would you want to find out there? You know, you know. You know, Ben just looking at this is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's totalitarian in every way, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, what does an ideal world look like to me is like, okay, here's what would be really sweet. A planet with some form of breathable water. Ooh, good idea. Because, you know, like, we have that. What, what not, you... not naturally occurring, but yeah, that's. What? That's a real thing. What are you talking about? Um, l- uh, let me let me find this, but keep keep going. Okay. Uh, no, what? <laughs> I can't get yeah. a- I can't get away from that. Liquid. Uh, hold on. Oh, you know what? I think. Yeah, I think. Okay. Maybe I did hear something about that. Yeah. Um, it's creepy, but like I, I like the idea of because we've been watching uh, Blue Planet again. Uh, Blue Planet yeah. Two, rather. Blue Planet Two. <laughs> so, oh, I'm so glad you get that. Yeah, I love it. Yo, uh, yo, uh, here it is. Can humans breathe in water as shown in the movie The Abyss? Yeah. There are scenes in which a mouse is dropped in oxygenated water and it adapts to breathe. The scene with the rat breathing an oxygenated perfluorocarbon fluid was real. No. The rat was breathing a liquid, and some sen- countries actually censored that scene due to perceived animal cruelty. This is real technology. Perfluorocarbons are routinely used today in liquid breathing ventilators for premature newborns with severely underdeveloped lungs. What? Yeah. That's crazy. What? <laughs> What am I looking at? Is that rice? That's rice. I'm sorry. Yeah, what What are you doing? Oh, it's just... I'm, I'm, I'm dank meme sharing. <laughs> Thanks. 
Ex- uh, no, yeah, okay, so we've been watching a lot of Blue Planet 2, and like, Blue there's, Planet 2! Planet 2! <laughs> um, there's, there's these, like, really, really, let's, uh, I don't know, like, obviously the ocean is freaking awesome, and obviously ocean life is super cool, and can be extremely beautiful in a way that, like, surface life cannot match, like... Uh, and, and terrifying. And terrifying. Don't go too deep. <laughs> don't uh, maybe maybe don't go in it at all. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I think it would be really really cool to be on like a planet where you could breathe the water and you could spend like a significant amount of time underwater. Like I just think yeah. something about that would be really fucking cool. And like obviously, yeah. even if we have you know liquids like this, we'll never have an ocean full of it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, that that I, that would be really fucking cool, actually. Actually, yeah. so the abyss was one of the things was was one of the things I thought of because it's the only time I've ever seen anything like that. Um, it was a really really cool, really really cool, like you know, I guess not sci-fi concept, a real concept, but <laughs> but also those assholes put a fucking mouse in that shit. Yeah, but it was okay afterwards. Yeah, but that's like really mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, just, like he doesn't know he's not gonna drown. Yeah. Ugh. Eh. Fuck him. <laughs> neither did neither did me and Winklevoss in our D and D campaign, but we that's still right. stuck our heads under the water anyway. That's true. Bra- that's right. Bump it for brave boys. Bump it yeah. for brave boys. I guess Ben. Um, ben, you haven't answered this question yet. I would want to be – I guess I would want to be on a planet where uh, I guess kind of uh, – I don't know. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's not easy. I would, I, I would want to be on a habited – on an inhabited planet. Like with an alien and I, life, like a like a race of like humanoid type things or – Yeah, like, like sentient beings. Okay. Uh, preferably peaceful <laughs> um yeah just uh, you know being on a planet with some sentient people that that you know with you know culture i could learn about good food um <laughs> edible food it would be yeah, you know right. the obvious starting point who knows if you know but uh yeah and i guess i guess the i guess ideally too i would want to be surrounded with people that are also curious about humans you know i would want to be in a place where there can be like you know a good cultural exchange i guess yeah yeah like you wouldn't want to go somewhere where they're like ugh, squish it (laughs) 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 oh it's gross cover it with a cup and get it out of the house (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i would want to be someplace where i could learn as much as possible without necessarily needing to be a scientist you know sure yeah i is that if you're a you know if you're a geologist or a botanist or you know i mean these are people that are on every you know federation starship but mm-hmm. obviously every planet has something of interest to you most planets have something of interest to you yeah um but for you know for like a linguist or even just someone who who wants to learn you know i don't give a fuck about a scientist <laughs> that motherfucker's <laughs> lying dude icp the insane clown pussies (laughs) did you see the thing that was floating around about them like uh canceling the juggalo fest Uh i did yeah 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 they don't want to risk a single juggalo life (laughs) (laughs) 
juggalos are perfectly capable of doing that themselves. Right. Uh, juggle, juggalo lives matter, guys. <laughs> <laughs> whoop fucking whoop. Yeah. God, I like the idea of like a, a just like a planet where everyone's like, whoa, like you're a human. I've never seen yeah. you. You're super cool. Let's you're a rock star here. Yeah. You know, because I feel like yeah. all, most of our science fiction does not go that way, probably because we as a people don't have a great track record of regarding something new with like the good kind of curiosity. Right. 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 Um, nice to think. There's that whole uh, – I think it started as a thread on Tumblr, but the whole theory too, like, you know, a lot of sci-fi likes to paint us as, you know, either we're, you know, kind of average at most things or we're, we're like physically weak or intellectually inferior compared to other alien races. But what yeah. if we're like the baddest motherfuckers in the galaxy and we don't know it yet? It's certainly possible. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, they go on to point out things that like, you know, humans have uh, – humans are able to improvise weapons humans can have uh there are humans that can lose a limb and keep fighting right uh, getting bitten by a human uh will probably infect your blood yeah well <laughs> like you know the- what about the fact that uh, we have like subsystems inside our bodies that protect us from invasive threats like yeah i don't know if yeah. that would necessarily always be the case on another planet would an immune system be a necessary development what one would assume, but we only have Earth to to make that assumption based off of. Right. Um, it's it's definitely possible that we, um, <laughs> you know, that we are the the, the baddest, <laughs> the yeah. baddest yeah. thing in the universe. Uh, Bones are strong. In a, we could survive in a a lot of extreme climates. Right. Yeah. Um, right. We augment our bodies with like defensive coverings to like survive just about anywhere. Yeah. One That's of the a, one of the funniest things in that thread was uh, they eat capsaicin for fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like I don't know, maybe we are that badass. Yeah. No, maybe. it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. When you consider like the the sort of like classic fifties aliens with the big head and the big eyes, like. You know how easy it would be to push your fist through one of those giant bubbly eyeballs? Yeah, man. Look <laughs> like, at look at the look at the dudes in that Eiffel sixty five music video. I mean, they were kicking the alien ass that for like a minute and a half. <laughs> yeah, aliens are pussies. <laughs> um, boys, I think it's time to uh, wrap this part up and uh, move on to the yes. end here. Yeah. This is fun. This that is was a great one. topic. I don't know how we haven't talked more about space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. I, like I said, space. I didn't know where. Uh... <laughs> God damn it, Chris! I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know where this uh, where this topic was going to go, but I'm glad it went the directions that it did. Yeah. Um, so when we come back, uh, we will uh, wrap up with our recommendations and what we, we learned. Yeah, yeah, we actually learned things this time. How about that? Hey, it's a miracle. (laughs) All right. We'll be back in a minute. Bye. Bye. Here we are. Oh, are we back? Yeah, we back. Uh, Let's. 
continue the episode. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. We are. We have some uh, recommendations. At least we I hope we do. do. Uh, I, uh, Chris, how about you start us off? Sure. Uh, so I am going to recommend something that is a sort of a follow up to something that we have talked about a fuckload on this show. Mm hmm. I am, of course, referring to Breaking Bad and uh, uh, El Camino, uh, which I finally got the chance to watch the other day. You saw it. I haven't seen it yet. I did. Um, So typically, I like to follow the Mike's to Klaus logic when when talking about a prequel or a sequel. Okay. um, Which is uh, three. It's it's basically three questions, right? It's does this story need to be told? Um, is the story engaging and does this add to the overall narrative? Um, Mm -hmm. And this is one of the few times where I think I'm going to recommend something to you that uh, doesn't check one of those boxes. Um, Uh, Okay. So I'm going to make a guess. I don't know if the story necessarily had to happen. Did not have to happen. Absolutely not. Um, Super unnecessary for it to happen. We got um, what we needed out of Jesse's story at the end of Breaking Bad. We did, which is which is basically left up to you. What uh, what do you think happened to him? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that that's the whole idea behind the finish. And uh, and it was a really it was really pleasant. Uh, they kind of let you uh, decide for yourself what what you know what his future holds for him. Um, does yeah. he make it out? Uh, does he not make it out? Does you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so El Camino has the very daunting task of trying to tell the story of what happens to Jesse Pinkman post uh, Breaking Bad. Um, now, I will tell you this. I was very nervous when we started watching it or and when it came out, because I'm like, how the fuck are they ever going to be able to tell this story without ruining it? <laughs> Do you yeah, know what right. I mean? Yeah. Without right. taking something away. And I have to tell you, I feel like I should have known better because having watched uh, several seasons of Better Call Saul by now, um, I should know that Vince Gilligan and Peter Gold know exactly what they're doing um, and they're able to make something good and uh, make a story worth telling. Yeah, Um, you never want to bet against Vince Gilligan, honestly. No. Uh, so of those three boxes, it does not it, it checks the last two. It's an engaging story and it adds something to the overall narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a story that necessarily needs to be told. And that's OK. Um, and this is one of the few times where that is OK in uh, <laughs> storytelling. Um, El Camino is uh, very good. Uh, it picks off uh, picks up basically. Uh, exactly uh, where it left off in Breaking Bad, which is, uh, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, it's Jesse basically driving, uh, you know, out of captivity into freedom into the into the night air. Yeah. Um, And it continues the story from there. Uh, It's told through a series of what is to be considered like present day time and flashbacks. Um. So take, uh, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything for you guys because I know you're both huge Breaking Bad fans as well or for anybody else who's watching. Um, So I don't want to spoil anything, but, you know, there's flashbacks in it. You know, you can assume to see some characters from Jesse's past uh, come in uh, into the fold here. Um, 
and uh, in present time too. Uh, the the story basically follows the narrative of Jesse, um, you know, having escaped, trying to uh, start his life fresh, and basically escape the name that he made for himself. Um, which is a very very difficult story to tell, and there's a lot of hurdles that Jesse has to overcome to make that a reality before he can even, you know, consider uh, starting anew. Um, it is a very dark, uh, very, very sad story. Um, yeah, Jesse basically very, doesn't have a lot to work with as far as happiness by the end of Breaking Bad. Right, right exactly. The, yeah. the thing is the character of Jesse Pinkman, and that's why I think that ending felt so, so right. Uh, if you're a big Breaking Bad fan, um, just because like Jesse needed a win. Jesse spent the entire series not getting a win and yeah. Jesse really desperately needed a win um and the end of breaking bad uh you know to the at least to the viewers you know what i mean knowledge he gets that win he gets he's he's free Mm -hmm. um so el camino has the daunting task of trying to tell the story of what happens to him right after that um and it's 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 i'm gonna keep this very brief and light i don't want to spoil anything about this to you guys yeah other than to tell you that it does not take away from the overall narrative of breaking bad you will not be disappointed by the end of the watch um i would say that it actually adds quite a bit to the to the overall universe and lore of that show um and it's worth it's really 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 worth the watch um uh it's it's a sad story it's not uh it's not pleasant if you like that character um uh it's you mean if we like jesse well. yeah if we, uh, if we like jesse pinkman yeah it's depressing to watch say, of, of course <laughs> we depressing. love jesse pinkman uh right um oh. yeah right if you if you happen to like jesse, <laughs> Everybody likes jesse. i'm like you know how, who is that person out there who's like you know i just kind of wanted to watch that bastard fry funny you bring that up i remember watching the last season of breaking bad i got my mom into it yeah and i was watching with my wife and my mom and i remember there's a there's an uh, like the second to last episode Mm -hmm. um of breaking bad is right after that big shootout in the desert spoiler Mm -hmm. alert yeah um and they pull Jesse out who's hiding from underneath that car. And I remember at the same time, both my wife and my mom grabbed each of my arms and went, no, no. <laughs> they really thought she was going to fucking eat it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Nobody wanted to see that happen. In a right. show where a lot of people get fucking killed, uh, <laughs> Jesse does make it all the way through. Right. Um, I, I'm not going to talk it up anymore. It, it's it's worth a watch. It adds a lot to the to the story. Um, it's filmed very well. It's acted very well. It's nice to see some of these characters reprise their Breaking Bad roles. And, it, you know, just like with Better Call Saul, it's nice to get back into that that frame of mind uh, because it's really, really good TV drama. Uh, and this does it justice. So El Camino, Netflix, you can watch it right the fuck now. It's about two hours long. Definitely worth the watch. Fuck yeah, dude. Great rag. I will watch that. I've been wanting to for a long time and just sure. haven't yep. slotted it into the lineup yet. Like, there's some there's some like there's some suspension of disbelief you have to go through. It's Breaking Bad. So like if you're a Breaking Bad fan, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's some suspension of disbelief you have to go through just to get into that show already. Yeah. So 
There's not a lot of it, but there's a little bit of like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's yeah, just it's throw, like that's thrown in there for the fans. Cat you know? with nine lives kind of shit for one. Sure, like that, sure. that show keeps managing to like let its uh, let its characters uh, dodge the odds. So right. I imagine yeah. there might be a little bit of that in the end, too. A little bit. Yeah. So just be prepared for for that. And it's it's not grotesque and it's not like overabundant. Um, yeah, but it, it's really good. And I, I very, very strongly recommend it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those stereo hi-fi burps are not going away just because we're in isolation. No, they no, uh, If anything, there's going to be more of them. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Ben, do you want to go next or you want me to go next? Uh, you go next. All right. I'm going to recommend something that uh ben you've already seen chris you just fucking have to i'm like i i'm i'm begging you on bended knee to watch this okay it is the new uh series on netflix middle ditch and schwartz okay yeah i've heard this several times now so i think i guess i I have to i still haven't seen episode three but i i need to we finally watched it so i now have a perspective on the entire three episode uh series which is um, the, the concept is it's long form improv. Um, okay. so it's three specials with Thomas Middleditch, who is, uh, you would know as Richard Hendricks from Silicon Valley. Okay. Uh, and, uh, Ben Schwartz, who you would know as John Ralphio from Parks and Recreation. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, re- I recognized him immediately. He's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, a, he's one of these guys that just like, uh, I don't know, he, He's he's a character without even trying. He's so funny. Um, <laughs> so these two guys got Netflix to take what is basically a big risk for for Netflix. Like they're I mean, I can't think of any other improv specials that they have produced. And in fact, most people don't, you know, produce and record and distribute improv it's almost always like a in the room live experience type thing. And it can vary sure. wildly, you know, improv yeah. can improv can be bad. <laughs> very hard. Very yeah, hard. Comedy. Bad improv is very bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, cause it's, um, the, the audience can dive really quickly into like, like almost like sympathy mode. And that is like the ultimate stake in the heart of anything funny. You know, um, if the audience detects that something's not going well, it can really fall apart hard. Um, So these guys, you know, managed to successfully get Netflix to fund a long form improv three part special. And uh, it's insanely, insanely funny, specifically the first and the third episodes. I think the way that these things tend to go, you kind of like, you know front load and back load your best stuff like an album you know you like you've got sure. you've got filler in there and hopefully it's good filler but every album has filler yeah. um <clears throat> this series's second episode is probably its weakest but it's it's by no means bad um the first and third are insanely uproariously funny um like most improv they basically find someone in the audience with a recommendation for or like a subject, you know, they'll say something like what's something you're looking forward to or whatever. And then the people will shout things out, you know, you, you know, this formula from whose line is it anyway. Right. Sure. 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 (laughs) But uh, they go a little step farther in that they extract more information from that person. So they have a little conversation with them, get more details. And those, those initial conversations are incredibly funny. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, and then they do an hour 
uh, of improv. The way that these guys do improv so often breaks that wall, you know, where it's um, they're <laughs> you're seeing them laugh at each other on stage and kind of set each other up to look like dicks on stage. And like, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, there's like a, there's a lot of that where like you, you, you can see them fucking with each other. And you can also see them failing to remember who they are at times, which is really funny. <laughs> That's um, part of what makes improv great. Yeah. Like good improv. You know it, what I it's mean? It's that electrifying feeling of like something like, you know, unrehearsed and it's it's a it's a high wire, you know, like it has every opportunity to fail. And so when they come up with something perfect, um, yeah. it's it's really it's really, really great. I'm trying to not talk about specifics, which. Yeah, it sucks okay. <laughs> because no, no, I'll watch, I'll watch it. I, I will. I so want to like explain some of the things that happen in there. I I will say this one thing that their third episode. I told Ben this earlier. Um, the third episode, I think it's called Dream Job, okay. and um, in that they <laughs> they they have basically two characters who both envy the other and kind of wish to switch places more or less. Mm-hmm. And at some point, due to what happens, they become so confused about which character they're playing and what that character's motivations are because they're trying to trade places. So they have to remember who they are and then what the other person wanted. And then <laughs> and it's it's a complete meltdown on stage of just like, <laughs> like four or five times them thinking they've got to figure it figured out and they don't. And they're dying laughing. And, and at one point, Ben Schwartz uh, says about something else related. You know, this is the only time in our careers that this is being filmed. So if we fuck this up, everyone's going to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I'll stop talking about it. But uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz is uh, on Netflix. It's so fucking funny. I've now watched um, uh, two of those episodes twice, and I intend to just continue rewatching it over and over and over again. So Netflix Netflix will give me more of it. <laughs> OK, this is really my motivation here is <laughs> like I want, I want everyone to see this so that they make more of it. Incidentally, yeah. I want you to know that I did try to watch the Hillary Clinton documentary. Oh, dude, it's so hard. <laughs> I got through most of one episode. Yeah, <laughs> and I was over it. <laughs> the thing is, I, I, I'm not crazy about it, but it does it for me. Most of it actually kind of rings true. Sure, <laughs> I can see how that you know I get it. I don't know. Like <laughs> most people are not uh, absolute monsters. The, the Clintons, maybe more than a lot of other people, are probably... I don't think they're absolute monsters. They just, they, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, don't blame me kind of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. No, I don't blame you. That's not I an tried. easy watch. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, appreciate, I appreciate you trying. <laughs> um, but that's it. Watch Middle Ditch and Schwartz. It's like, honestly, it's my hardest recommendation of like a while. I will watch it tonight, in fact. Mm, I will, too, probably, because, I, I'm, like I said, I'm going to rewatch this over and over. Like, I want them to see the numbers and be like, OK, this is something we should do more of. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, watch Middle Ditch and Schwartz, which actually Schwartz. it's funny. <laughs> Christy recommended it to her mom um, and her mom told her brother about it and she called it Middle Dick and Schwartz. <laughs> what is, <laughs> what <the> fuck? <laughs> which is really funny. Um, but Middle anyway, Liquid Schwartz. Schwartz. <laughs> anyway, your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> now let's see how you handle it. <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, yeah, I, sh I should watch the last episode sometime tonight. Yeah, um, that's good. 
So my recommendation, I don't believe I've recommended this yet on the show, but it's something I've been playing for a little bit uh, here and there on and off. It's a it's a um, God, it's hard to describe. Okay, so it's called World of Horror. Okay. Uh, All right, I'm I'm in there already. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) we're all in that already. (laughs) Uh, Ooh, it looks cool. Yeah, it's it's designed to look like, you know, an old, you know, like a like an old PC ninety five from Japan or or like an old Mac yeah, kind of game and much the same. White. Yeah, much the same vein as uh, Oberdin. Yeah, oh, I was gonna buy this game the other day. This looks cool. So yeah, this game is really interesting because there's three. There's a couple different levels of play, um, and at the uh, excuse me. Um, uh, at one of the harder levels of play is a pure roguelike. It will generate. So there's like one main mode where like the story is generally the same. Your ultimate goal is the same, but uh, the things that happen and the the specific cases you have to investigate are different. Um, but but essentially what this is is a uh, a point and click horror adventure with like. Um, uh, like Lovecraft, like Eldritch Horror kind of mm. kind of elements to it. Um, it you're looks on scary. You're it on a. Scary. It's it's pretty unnerving. You're on kind of a pseudo time limit uh, in that uh, most actions that you take and certain actions uh, will increase this more. Uh, increase your doom level, and if the doom level <laughs> reaches full, then uh, you know humanity is annihilated by whatever Eldritch beast you're fighting. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Again, uh, by and large, randomly generated these events that happen. Um, you know, you've got different stats that can be affected by different things, boosted by different things. Mm-hmm. Um, the it, it doesn't do too good of a job of of teaching you how the UI works to start with, but like you'll get it. You'll eventually, you know, figure out what what everything does. Yeah, um, it's really well reviewed. There's some guides on there. It's a it's a really interesting and unique game, um, and uh, again, some just genuinely unsettling and unnerving uh, things that take place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only fifteen bucks. It's in early access, but fifteen yeah. bucks. Yeah, there's still uh, this person uh, who uh, it's it's the work of one uh, woman in Japan, um, and she's still developing this and and illustrating new assets and stuff. God, this um, is so cool. I would love to play this game. Yeah, it's it's good. It's how's the gameplay itself? Like is the like I, I obviously I'm looking at this and admiring like the 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 uh the structure of the game and the sort of like a tabletop style of uh lots of yeah. like uh, uh you know math involved in like uh, stats and right. things like that. Like I admire that, but like how is the gameplay itself? So it it plays largely uh in that you have to explore uh certain so when you start the story there are several cases of strange things around town you can investigate Mm -hmm. Uh, so you pick a case and then it'll tell you uh you know where to you know what to where you would need to go to investigate next to advance the story but there are side things you can do during the cases as well uh for better or worse you could you know you could get a nice item or you could you know uh, see something disturbing and start going insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's point and click for that sort of exploration block. There's no like hard time limit. You can just kind of take your time. Um, 
and then uh, combat is turn-based. So you basically queue up actions, and they, each action takes up a certain amount of, of time during your turn. So, like, you know, you could spend your turn doing, like, two heavy attacks or, like, two like three light attacks and then, you know, hunker down and defend yourself afterwards. Gotcha. Um, you know, you can look around for an improvised weapon like a board or, or something like that. Every once in a while, you'll find an actual weapon, and those are... Those give you a huge edge in combat. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, and then uh, you know you'll be presented with like you know there's a, there's like a rune on the chalkboard. Do you investigate it or you know uh, if you have a high enough uh, something or other stat or, or a certain book, you can actually interpret what the rune means. Um, so it depends. You know, there's a lot of stat dependent stuff and and uh, a lot of different choices that you'll have to make throughout. Um, and again, it's all it's all by and large randomly generated Sweet. Um, so it's a it's a pretty entertaining experience throughout i'm a big fan of any any like rando generated stuff like that that manages to still be good yeah despite itself yeah yeah no world of horrors is, is definitely one of the more interesting and memorable games i've played and and if you if you were a fan of um uh obra din's uh, a visual style you'll probably like this one too yeah yeah i love the look of like uh, the way that those uh early you know pc games did like cross hatching and stuff in these black and white games and yeah it's, it's sort of like um it almost it reminds me of like sort of the way that newsprint handles you know um right like varying degrees of like light and dark without you know actually you know like without yeah. actually having grayscale but like hatching or uh, stippling or things like that it's like a really yeah, cool stippling. look stippling that's the yeah i was i was going to say there's a name for this where it's you know dots that represent different yeah. grayscale yeah. like i, I like that really minimalist um art style like um yeah me too uh the music machine or the moon silver you know what i mean those real indie kind of yeah oh i've had music machine installed for a couple of years now and i haven't played it yet oh you haven't played oh music machine's good you can get through in about three or four hours uh, i remember you, you brought you showed me on your on your laptop once when i was still living in my studio apartment yeah um uh, it, it's a good game um it's very it's it's very indie. It's super indie. The the, the yeah. um like the idea behind it is very unique and it's worth uh, it's worth a play. Yeah. Um, the word that they use to describe it in the uh description on Steam is a uh, character driven narrative, which I really like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, so uh yeah, World of Horror. It's the uh, one with where the title itself is in Japanese. Um I will absolutely pick that up. Yeah, that yeah, looks sweet. It's, it's it's a good time. Nice. And sweet. that's my recommendation. Uh, so what, if anything, gentlemen, have we learned? Oh, fuck me. I learned... Uh, oh, God. I learned that bread, bread yeast are actually just made of little goblins. <laughs> mean little <laughs> goblins. Fucking assholes. Vicious little bastards. Um, I learned that if you can, you should track down a, a used copy of You're a Big Fat Fucking Loser on eBay. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> on good old games. Um, I learned that we are God's chosen podcast. Yes. I wrote uh, the Three Dudes Godcast. <laughs> That's right. 
Uh, we are uh, we are the chosen ones, obviously. I don't need to argue yeah, that at all. Chosen one. I learned it will that, be uh, significant. British women wiener shaming you is someone's thing. Yes, I have that on here too. I wrote, uh, "Is that a wiener? <laughs> is that a wiener? Is that a wiener? Is that a wiener?" Are you talking to the press? <laughs> Wait, is, learned... is she Gordon Ramsay? <laughs> like, takes off her wig. Sure. It's clearly Gordon Ramsay. You call it a fucking cock. <laughs> Depressing. A fat cock. A fat fucking mess. <laughs> okay. Um, I wrote that Johnny Dildo is responsible for the, <laughs> responsible for the national cilantro shortage. Johnny, wait, was it Johnny Dildo or was? Yeah, I guess it was Johnny Dildo. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Dildo. Fucking Dildo. <laughs> God, uh, I wrote. Uh, I wrote here that I've got wags, weak ass guac syndrome. <laughs> terribly weak sorry, sir. Guac. There is uh, there is treatment, but it is quite elusive. You have to go to Mexico to learn how to make your guac not as weak. I learned that um, from a totalitarian and nightmarish perspective, 51 years is the ideal life expectancy. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. That was not the goal of this simulation. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like what a fucking killer robot would say. It's so evil. <laughs> like, and, and like indirectly evil, like he doesn't realize how evil it is when he says it out loud. No, it's like a it's seriously like a cyborg thing to say. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like uh, fucking Ian Holmes' character in Alien, right? right? When, yeah. you, when they find out that the real goal is to bring the alien back and damn the crew, <laughs> <laughs> you won't survive. You won't but survive. You have my sympathies. Yeah, right, he's spitting milk out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's so uh, creepy. I put the poor people on this planet are under the buildings, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. deep in the basement, way down there. You're an upworlder. You have credits. Goodbye, <laughs> upworlder. Yeah. Ugh, forget about that. You come to me if you ever want to make a deal. <laughs> uh, I wrote that it's somehow possible to breathe water. Oh, that's so crazy. So what do they call it? They have a chemical name for it. It's like uh, perfluorocarbons. That's it. What Perf- I'm going to write that down. Uh, incidentally, I'm not writing this in a notebook. I'm uh, I'm writing it on note cards. Oh really? So which are which are going in? Yeah, because that's all I have in this room right now. Okay. Uh, so it's going in my in my notebook when we um, when we when finally we get, back, get back into the studio. Yeah, right. <laughs> which will be a joyous celebration. I really oh, can't God. wait. I don't know when it's going to happen. Actually, let's talk about this because, like, you know, the technically speaking, um, they're loosening stuff up around the state, but they're still asking yes. people to like not congregate. Yeah. I mean, like, meanwhile, like, literally right next door, like, my neighbors are having a party in their backyard with, like, nine yeah. or ten people there. And Look, I'm man, like, I, I, I got to be honest with you guys, and I, 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 wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was going to admit this or not. My uncle is coming into town tomorrow, and we're doing a bunch of work on his house. Yeah. And then I'm going to be uh, driving back to California with him and spending a little time out there. So Are you whoa. really? Yeah. Um, Holy shit. Well, first of all, that's all- exciting. Yeah, it's only because I haven't seen him in forever, and we've got some serious like work to do around the house that they bought up here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then it's just an, you know, an opportunity to go back and, and visit for a little bit. So I will be. I'm happy we did this podcast because starting tomorrow for the next few days, I'm going to be unavailable. Well, um, you know, also like 
I, I think you should. I think I should say this, and maybe this was this probably goes for like everyone listening and everyone around. Like my goal is not to shame anyone for how they decide it's time sure. to start. You know. Yeah. yeah. I don't really think that that's anyone's necessarily like you know um uh, prerogative to decide that other people are wrong about how to start their lives up again sure um but i do think that when we all get back together again and when we start doing stuff it'll be because we are all at consensus and you know everyone has veto power like sure there's um and i don't know when that's going to be for us but when it does happen i agree it's going to be fucking miraculous you guys might have to yeah. like crash on the fucking couches cuz it might be like a fucking big oh yeah like a <laughs> big fucking yeah. drunk nightmare fucking a yeah <laughs> no like it's it's serious like uh okay so my my cousin emily um you know uh my uncle's uh, stepdaughter mm-hmm. daughter um, she had, she had COVID. She was quarantined for, uh, yeah. you know, the two weeks after she was isolated in a part of the house away from her kids. And, uh, you know, her fiance basically took care of the kids while she was locked in her bedroom for yeah. two weeks. So he like, it's not like, you know, we, we understand it. It's just, you know, well, shit. Well, for all we know, you actually had it. We've talked about this already. We, yeah. There's a very, very real possibility that my wife and I, both have had it already her especially because she exhibited like to the t every single symptom that they've laid out yeah like the the difficulty breathing the the taste adjustment you know everything had happened you know while she was sick the loss of smell and taste is like the real sort of like smoking gun right right um and like i went through three rounds of antibiotics before it went away yeah, you know what I mean, like which which tracks. Yeah, um, it does. Um, um, so I don't know, and I don't know if that means anything. It's just like I wouldn't do this if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't something that was, you know, that I, I you know, he asked me understanding what was, you know, what was going on. So yeah. Um, but there's a lot of work that needs done where they're at. So, well, you know, take it from not? take this from me that like I'm not gonna shame your decision to go and spend time sure. with your family. I know that uh, yeah. y- maybe you didn't want to admit it because obviously everyone's kind of looking over their shoulder right now at what's going on. Sure. But th- this is the time in particular where we have to evaluate and readjust and figure out what's all right. And I do think it's an individual decision, and we should probably follow recommendations. But we're in that gray area right now. Yeah, I know. So yeah, be safe is my my thing, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I I wish you some, I wish you some, you know, uh, much needed uh, normalcy over yeah. these few days. That's going to be really great for you. It'll be good. Well, I mean, we're driving back. We're he's got a, he's got a vehicle up here that he's got to take back. So mm-hmm. um, we're going to be watching movies in the car basically for two days. <laughs> um, that's so that's so great. Awesome. Pick us up back, a souvenir, so. will you? Yeah, I will. And then, of course, I'm going to like <laughs> once I get home, I'm going to lock myself in here, um, <laughs> you know, for right. Just to be on the safe side. But, the, like, uh, you know, I, t- I talked to Trisha about it and she's like, look, do whatever the hell you want. She's like, if anybody's going to get it, it's going to be me, <laughs> you know, being at the hospital. Um, uh, yeah, you might um, be safer on the road for all you know. Right. Right. Uh, so, well, shit, if you're going to be out of commission for the next couple of days. I think tonight would be a good night for some more kill up floor, dude. Yeah, you might not be uh, off track there. That might be something to do. Yeah, I think we had to take a like an hour or two break, but then I yeah, could I have see to make my chippies. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, 
dinner's cooking right now. It smells yeah, buddy. amazing. All right. Well, then let's wrap this uh, this fat boy up, huh? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to uh, the, the the this episode of the Quarantined Dudecast. Yeah, and thank you for continuing to listen through all this uh, <laughs> fucking bullshit. Yeah, I, I, this is bringing you some measure of comfort and joy. And yeah, I was just gonna say that. I really hope truly, that this actually truly. does something for somebody, and I know it does for us. Yeah, we joke around a lot here, and we're like dumb and poo poo pee pee and hot. Like, seriously, like you know, I was looking at some of the statistics. We have a, a pretty serious number of downloads. Oh, really? Uh, uh, yeah, not you know serious for us, but like we have a decent amount of people who listen every week. So wow, way more uh, than I thought. When you look at those uh, downloads, I don't know forty people that listen to this. Yeah, right. Well, we, we've got them, um, and that's just downloads. That's not even. Um, like listens so yeah um yeah I, I know there's a decent amount of people out there more than we know who listen to this so thank you so much for doing that yeah um and we hope you stay safe and we hope you're well and we hope you don't go fucking slowly insane through all of this <laughs> or if you do just like you know manage it uh pro tip late 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 recommendation uh take a multivitamin because it helps <laughs> it makes, your mood, <laughs> makes your mood so much better when you actually have all the stuff in your body that you need yeah that maybe sense. i should start doing that <laughs> you know, a, a you know, good makes me feel better alcohol yes yeah. oh god drink hey, you gotta get that you gotta get them old people vitamins because like, yeah. they're, they're like you know for if your body absolutely doesn't have any vitamins in it Help. I've been taking them for about a week, dude. I feel better already because I was going to just take vitamin D to, like, you know, not lay in bed for three hours. Sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, multivitamins. Do it. It's good. It's good. It's good for you. It's, it's good for you. Um, wow. Actually, you know, right. let me just uh, real quickly say I'm looking at our statistics and I didn't realize that, like, that we got, like, at some points, like, over 178 downloads a month. Yeah, that's pretty cool, huh? That's kind of bananas. Thanks for yeah. that, you guys out there, and for yeah. the fourteen people in Finland who listened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. fourteen in Finland, five in are, Canada. Is Finland on our list of countries that we've offended? Not yet. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to correct that. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to address those uh, Finnish bastards in there. Yeah. <laughs> There. No, seriously, it's it's like I, I was digging through it the other day, and uh, it's pretty fucking cool, man. We yeah. have uh, we have uh, some listeners out there. It's nice. I had uh, no idea. I I yeah. really appreciate. Uh, I really appreciate that. Yeah, we honestly we uh, and we'll have to check our email. It's what hamslamandrog at gmail dot com, right? Yeah, actually, I will have you know. This is just a little bit of uh, rounding this out. Our most listened to episode for like the last uh, month. Was ask the dudes or twenty nine pallets of poop? <laughs> Drewby's episode. Yeah, we gotta have as soon as we have the chance. We gotta have Drewby back on for an ask yes, the dudes yes. part two. We really that was do. a blast. <laughs> um, no, thank you guys for listening. And uh, you know, uh, hey, fucking while we're at it, uh, tell your friends because uh, we'll keep making it if you keep listening. Yeah, we'll or, keep making it even if you don't keep listening. I was but, just gonna yeah. say, well, well, like we're gonna stop. Despite <laughs> the fact that it's bad and poorly listened to. But we definitely keep making it if you keep listening. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well. All right. Thank uh, you. We'll be 
we'll be back next time, whenever that might be, with uh, Dave's episode. I guess That's so. Right. That'll be awesome, dude. That'll be cool. Yeah, it's really nice to even though we're like apart, it's nice to do the the show that's just the way it started with just us three. Uh-huh. I love having the guests on, but it's nice to, you know. Yeah. And also, like, the core there. this completely turned around my mood today, which was sour and nasty as hell. And uh, I think it's just good for, like, my mental health to talk with you guys. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah that's, that's true. Pretty much every time we do the show, it always makes me feel better. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's close it up. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with another episode. Stay alive. Love you guys. Yes, please stay alive. All right. All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Goodbye.